teach you go to school. And here's your name. What do you think of what's going on right now, mate? These evil little invisible parasites. Satan worshipping Freemason morons. Do you understand what I'm saying? We're not run by factions. Get the fuck out of camera! There are much more powerful international forces in play. Is this pink guy? Is this what pink guy is? I don't fucking know what's happening. Please get outside and look at the moon quickly. It's been crazy, guys, but guess what? It's how it is, mate. Mate, because I want to do it slowly. But I ain't spending any time on it. Welcome to the Condition Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and this week we are looking at the sound of freedom. Finally. Like, it has to freedom! be done. You know, the, the hype and hysteria around this film has been too funny to ignore. You just can't, you can't go past it. But when all this first surfaced, I figured that Ballard, the sort of bullshit artist, would be a bit worried about all the scrutiny that he was about to face because all, all the shit that's behind him. But I underestimated how utterly gullible the right wing cult is. I mean, they just love saving kids and, and nothing can change their minds. Don't we all? Don't we all? Yes, Joel, sunlight is usually a disinfectant, unless you like drinking bleach mm. uh, when it comes to exposing shitheads like Ballard. But just like any good bacterial strain, this fucker ref- just refuses to die. Absolutely. He's like Golden Staff. He is. He's drug He's a perfect specimen for the contemporary hard right. Big boxy head with blue eyes, blonde hair, and a bunch of waffle about rescuing kids. Perfect. Throw in a few guns and American flags, and you've got the whole package. Oh, yeah. Fucking A. And look, this guy is properly fucked. We're not just making shit up here. This is such a fraction of his story. Uh, But also so are all the other Rambo wannabes that he's brought into the fold, usually for money, sometimes for clout, mostly for kicks. But it's all self-interest yeah. at the end of the day. It really is. It's all about them. Saving the kids, I mean, yeah, okay, sure. Can you go and kidnap me a few first? And make sure the cameras are rolling before you turn up with the product. And then we can make Mormons of them all. Yes. Fucking genius business plan, really. Turns out God's children are for sale. The yes, giant they, Mormon uh, families in Utah. Uh-huh, exactly. And you know what else is for sale, Jack? I'm sure you're going to tell me, Joe. Yes, I am. It is CB Co. Delicious Beer. Now, oh, I told yes, you. Oh, yes, our sponsors. Our lovely yes, sponsors. Our lovely. That's right. They are lovely. Now, I told you, dear listeners, last time about how bloody decent the price on the website are. So you can go and check that out. The main thing is free shipping, which totally seals a deal for me. But this one's not actually on their website. And you all need to drink this immediately because it's still cold. Get it while it's still cold. Not the beer is still cold. It's still cold outside. For the few of you who like actual good dark beer, the CB Code 2023 Inquest is insanely good. They sent you a four-pack the other week, and it's possibly the best dark beer I've ever had. Their port is also really good, but the Inquest is fucking amazing. It's an imperial stout that's aged on bloody French oak, which is a bit fancy. So it's actually kind of a bargain at $10 a tin. They're it not that easy to find. fancy for me. Yeah, you would fucking hate it. But... They're an incredible beer. I strongly suggest you have at least one of these before you die or before, you know, it stops being 2023. Because they might be harder to get. You know, uh, there's a dead on them. Poor summer, my grave, John. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, I'd like to start this episode before I die. So yes. let's get on with it. Crack your fancy tin and let's stick the boot into the sound of freedom. So we've got to the point where we kind of have to do a thing on The Sound of Freedom, uh, but it also has absolutely been done, and it's been done very well. Um, most of the reporting we've looked at here is uh, Anna Merlin uh, from Vice. That's really, really good stuff, um, and we sort of attribute through the show, and we might chuck a few links in the show notes just for you know anyone who wants to do any further research, but honestly, the rabbit hole on Ballard 
is fucking huge. For more Endless. of this. Oh, it's so crazy. For the more podcast inclined among you, which would be all, I don't mean you listening to a podcast. So there's reviews of the movie and sort of background on Ballard and his mates. Tim Four Tales have done an excellent job on this recently, which I really they enjoyed. Have. I'd say the runners up are the Q and Anonymous podcast. They did a really good job. It was pretty fun. It was really long. They got the Vice Guys in, which is amazing. The Hypothetical Institute, uh, a whole hypothopod. Uh, with Cam Smith and his mates, uh, it's great. It's a really funny one. It's very silly, and they make some really good points that I'm not going to make here because we'd be double handling. And my God, I do not need to double handle. So the QAA episode on Jim Caviezel is also amazing. That's, of course, the star of the movie, if you don't know. Uh, he's a he's fucking, Jesus. He's, he's a weird he Jesus. He is Jesus. He's a really weird Jesus. He's just a fucking cooked and lunatic guy. Um, I also later referred to a podcast suggested to me by uh, listener Michael Brown, which is Paul Hutchinson on the Jordan Harbinger podcast, Harbinger, I don't remember, mm. which is a very interesting listen, but mostly because uh, as one of the producers on the film, he's a real estate Rambo from Utah and a fucking lunatic. Um, so I'm going to cover him in part two because he's the gift that keeps on giving. The more I look into him, the more fucked in the head. Is. my God. But perhaps we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. We because are, we are. there may be some people out there who don't even know what the movie is. Hey, under Sounds rock. of freedom! <laughs> so it's a low-budget action movie set set in Columbia starring religious nutter and QAnon adherent Jim Caviezel. He's not new to religious-inspired cinema. He played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ. He's been, actually, he's, you know, he's sort of stereotyped ever since, you know. Yeah, huh? Um, he uh, wasn't much for Christ, but Christ, what a fuck! Sorry. Um, <laughs> so he played, he played Jesus, and there's a wonderful photo of him sitting around, just covered in covered in makeup, blood. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. That's it. Yeah, and he's just sitting down, just nattering away with Mel Gibson. Yeah. He directed the film. Yes, he did. And in The Sound of Freedom, he plays the main character, Tim Ballard, based on a real life guy who started a not for profit organization to rescue children from sex trafficking called Operation Underground Railroad, or O-U-R. Uh-huh. The movie itself has had mixed reviews. Some people say it's pretty good, all things considered. Yeah. Many say it's a bit slow-paced and a bit boring. Fair. As with anything polarised like this, you really can't trust anyone on whether it's simply a good movie or not. But Rotten Tomatoes pegs it as 69% from critics and 99% audience. Mm-hmm. I want to speak to that 1%, Joel. I want to have a go, have a good hard <laughs> word to them. And the audience rating is pumped up by doe-eyed cookers who think the movie is saving children. So basically, it's a shit version of Take. Yeah, it is. It's PG-13 because there's some guns involved, but Aww. the main impact of the movie is that children are being horribly abused through child sex trafficking organisation and Ballard and his mates are kicking down doors and saving the day. Hooray! So it is quite similar to Taken in that sort of effect, but Taken is an action movie and this purports to be based on a true story. You know, and this was covered in the Tim Four Tales episode, which is the sort of twist in this, which is that it was once believed that Taken was based on a true story, but much like The Sound of Freedom, that was bullshit, and the guy behind it was a con artist. No. So, yeah, I mean, like, that that checks out. So Taken is like most movies. It's an action movie with good guys and bad guys. And when it comes to people who traffic women for sex, you get a little bit more joy when they get smoked by Neeson. It's like, you know, in John Wick when mm. they kill a dog yeah. and you're like, you kill a dog? You and all your friends must now die. And you're like, yeah, you, you kill fucking a dog. deserve it. That's you were friends it. with the yeah. dog killer. Horribly. Horribly. That's it. Yeah. It's just, that's the end of you. That's just over. So it's great. you got a moral, moral sort of uh, superiority thing going on. But another similarity with The Sound of Freedom and with Taken, which is both funny and disturbing, is that, sorry, I've heard, I haven't seen the film, the Ballard character searches for this one kid, we'll talk about Guardy later, and leaves a ton of them 
in remaining in slavery because he just wants to find the kid that he knows about, like his mate. So the kids he doesn't know, just <laughs> yeah, fuck them, just leave them. Just- but like Taken's so similar. Liam yeah, Neeson's yeah, yeah, out there and he's just looking around. Fine. He's looking around. He's looking. He's checking, checking. And like he finds like this one girl who knows his daughter and he takes her home, gets her conscious enough to find information about it and then just like ditches her. So I right, cool. Good luck. Take care. You know, see ya. But yeah, so like that's, yeah. I thought that was a pretty funny parallel between the two. It's like, come on guys, like save everyone or save no one. Did you bring up the class? Then don't bring any at all. This is fucking insane. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but Taken wasn't pushed as being based on a true story. And it was very clear that if you tried to do what Liam Neeson did in the film, you would be killed in the first few minutes. You yes. Know? You know, there's a, those big punch-ups and stuff. You know, you got hit just a couple of times like that. You're going down like a sack of spuds. Yeah, you're going to need a couple of days. And there were no bullshit appeals for money to save the kids. That's the really big difference. Mm-hmm. It was a feel-good popcorn movie. That's all. That's, That's Taken. All. Sound that- of Freedom. Hand out. Whole Donations, different story. Donations, because, yeah, I fucking yeah. love Take It. It was actually one of my favourite sort of movies um, when it came out. Such a simple, Luc Besson knows how to make an action film that you basically just hate the bad guys, love the good guy, and everything's great. But that's the thing. Watching sex traffickers get fucked up is very satisfying. But, of course, as you said, like, you know, if this movie doesn't, Taken doesn't cross the line between an action movie and a call to arms. And this movie does that really badly. So the real crux of this is The Sound of Freedom is participatory, which is similar to the sort of QAnon conspiracy universe. It's participatory, which makes it dangerous. It allows the viewer to be a part of it. And that's not good because people can't be trusted in these positions. So while for the most part, that simply means giving Ballard his mates money, which is kind of fine, but also does create damage because, well, we'll get to that later. It can also lead to people taking the law into their own hands. And considering the target demographic of this are cupuled idiots, Galvanizing their desperate dream of being a hero and saving the children is not a good thing to do. Don't encourage them. Remember what happened at Comet Ping Pong with the bloke with the AR-15 oh, yeah. and the bad intel and the no no basement? Yeah. Turned up. Yeah. yeah. Show me to the basement. Oh, wait a minute. It's there just a one. store closet. There's a mop over there. Fucking wait a minute. And, and the SWAT team's outside. Amazing. It's getting messy. Yeah, bad intel, champ, bad intel. So, look, it's likely that someone's going to go go and pick up a gun and do something stupid as a result of this movie. I'm not sure if they will or yeah. they don't. But My it's life so- is shit. I have a gun license. Hey, wait a minute. I can be a hero here. I want to be a hero. And by the way, gun licenses don't exist in the US. People exist in the US. <laughs> you don't need a license. You just go to shops. <laughs> it depends where you are. Well, the Sound of Freedom is designed to make you think that not only are there good guys out there kicking down doors and saving children, but you can give them money. Yay. And if you do, you're saving the children. Yay! The more money you give, the more children you save. 100%. If you don't have any money, go pick up a gun and maybe save a few kids yourself. Good call. Yep. It's a fucking mess. It is. We absolutely aren't in the book-burning business and have no interest in trying to shut down movies from being seen in cinemas. No. Nah. Lefties have tons of ideologically driven films like Barbie and what not to enjoy. Cookers should be able to have their fun as well. Totally agree. Painting this as a true story and a story that viewers can insert themselves into by giving money to organisations like OUR. It spells our. Yeah, no. is fucking dangerous. It is. So it it's is. important not to ban. It's Absolutely. important not to ban. You don't ban, you can. And that means you analyse. You analyse who yeah. made the film, what Public the discourse. film's about, yep. and you pick it apart. Yep. This is why, this is why these things, cancel culture, whatever 
desperate stuff you want to call it, is you should never go that way. I do you, you agree. Basically, yeah. take the people apart who make this film, and this is what we're doing today, Joe. That is, but the problem is, is that the people who need to hear this won't. Uh, and if you try and suggest to people, and I've tested this in the Facebook comment section, you know how that goes. They dig their heels in and they double down because a cognitive dissonance kicks in. And when you point out the fact Kids. that Ballard is a fucking child trafficker himself, mate, they just double down. No, he's not his hero. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, this is yeah. like really well known. So I do, I do find the whole like quandary for this is that I totally agree with you on on principle, but I find that the issue is that now you've got these people who are in a cult. They will not listen to contrary evidence. They will not listen to contrary stories, and uh, it's really hard to get through them. But that doesn't mean that you should just ban things like this because once once you ban a film like this. Which, sure, it has a lot there's surrounding no it. it. There's, there's no end to it. There is no yeah. fucking end to it. You ban all Barbie. Of a sudden, all of a sudden, you've know? got a pyramid of books that you're setting fire to. You know? 100%. Yeah. Just can't do it. Just cannot do it. Anyway. But, so yeah. you're going to have to deal with this nonsense, but let's try and tear it apart, Joe. Let's do it. Well, don't worry. It's not hard. We're doing it over two parts because there's so fucking much. So my main issue with this movie is not only will it inspire Billy Bob to grab his AR-15 and head down to Mexico in his F-150, but it will also spawn a whole new wave of sketchy profit-seeking organizations that will basically play Rambo in foreign countries in a more organized and uh, horrible kind of way. And this is mostly just to get their kicks and and make content to raise more money, Uh, you know, rinse and repeat. Yep. Gonna happen. You just have a few TikTok videos with some fucking built guy with a hashtag, the sound of freedom, a bunch of bullshit claims, make it all very hysterical and fancy, have a, maybe a gun involved. This, of course, alongside some kind of donation link, PayPal, Venmo, whatever. This could easily result in an influx of well-meaning cooker money going into the hands of a few bloodthirsty morons who basically want to head into a developing country they consider inferior to their own and just cause shit. You know, yep. and they'll film it, they'll send to themselves the heroes, and then they'll ask for more cash. You know, mm. it's just terrifying. Although, I have to say, you know, Latin America, quite a lot of guns there too. Yeah, anyway. they, 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 they might find there is return fire, <laughs> um, which <laughs> they may be. not be expecting. <laughs> yeah, duck. Duck yeah. and cover. Duck well, and cover heroes. Look, to be honest, if they get shot the line of duty, then that's their own fucking fault. So remember, this is quite a reasonable thing to remember, that these are the guys that cheered when Trump called Mexicans bad hombres. They are at best dangerously racist. This is not a good mindset to take into a foreign country where you intend to conduct badly trained armed operations to save recently traumatized children that you may have had a role in traumatizing. Empathy goes a long way in these sort of situations. And if you see these people as being somewhat less than human, which I think they do, I don't know. It's just not going to work out well. But also, my other issue is just, it's a simple dishonesty of it all. You know, Ballard's a fucking liar. And he not only fabricates his stories about saving the kiddies, but he, you know, takes the credit for the work of others, which shits me up the fucking wall. Yeah. Look, the movie was made independently with financial backing from several executive producers and was eventually sold to Disney. Disney held it on the shelf for a few years and then sold it to Angel Studios, a production company that is heavily motivated by religion and cook conservative film releases. Mm. Uh-huh. Cookers have really latched onto the idea that Disney shelved the movie to prevent it from being seen. But if Disney didn't want this movie seen, it would have stayed on the shelf. Of course it would. It's, it's not rocket science, you know. They <laughs> just say, man, we've got the rights to that. Yeah, we'll just fuck hang you. on to it. Yeah, yeah we, we, might, we, might, we might flip it out later on. We're not too sure. But it's this will interfere anyway. with our adrenochrome supply, so we can't let this go out. Like, shut yeah, the but fuck this up. Is not, much, not much critical thinking going on in the cooking camp, as no. we all know, listeners. As we know and love. It's what we know and love. So. 
Moving on to basically just the movie and the box office. I mean, it's been a strong success. The box office take continues to be incredibly impressive for a movie like this with $178 million so far from the US alone. And I think I saw the foreign box office for like $260,000, but it only opened globally yesterday. And I think, I don't know if it's even more than Australia, but it did come out yesterday in Australia as of the 25th, you know, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, about a week ago, it was $150 million, wasn't it? So, so it's only gone up a little bit. No, it was actually, it was more US. a week ago. I think it was more like about 170. It's really yeah. going up very slowly now. It was a big, this is what, big opening. Yeah, this is, this, is what, this is what happens with all movies. People clamour to go and see them in the cinemas and then the clamour stops. Well, there is another reason though, isn't there? Yeah, worth noting, of course, that some of this take has been based on the Angel Studios pay it forward system. Mm-hmm. Really interesting piece of marketing, this, which mm-hmm. encourages people to buy tickets for others to spread awareness of child trafficking. Oh, yeah. It's, the, it's how you fix it. It's how you fix it. So- the idea of pay-it-forward movie tickets is not actually a new one. It sounds no, like a new one. I've never but heard of it before at all. It does mm. exist. So this movie is definitely taking it to a new level. And, you know, I'm, I'm not even angry. I'm just impressed. The Adelaide Film Festival has the option you can throw in a tenner to pay it forward so some starving artist can get their weird art house movie slash porn fix. But it's a lovely <laughs> thing. You know, like that's, that's sort of nice. Don't, don't beg artists, Joel. Fuck off. Look, my taxes go toward your weird thing where you stick a banana on a wall. It's the opera I can't have. I, I, won't, I won't have. I mean, I really don't like the fact that the government kicks in for for opera. <laughs> That's so good. I tell you what, man, yeah. People, people who like opera tend to have money. so They've you know, got a bit of dough. They you can need pay to, for it themselves. You pay it <laughs> forward. Nah, look, we love the arts, the conditional release program. Good friend of the podcast, the arts. So, they are. look, when it comes down to it, it's not your Angel Studios either. Because while they really, really pushed on the sound of freedom, it's you know it's not a new thing to them either. Mm, well, it didn't hit the headlines like Sound of Freedom did. Angel Studios production, His Only Son, kicked off the Pay It Forward system. Yeah, so there you go, and they did that in April with twenty thousand tickets being bought up by God botherers to spread the word of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Which Jesus? Yeah, which one? Yeah, uh, we're not quite sure. We're not hey quite Zeus. Quite sure. Hey Zeus! Hey Zeus! Um, hey Zeus! Um, <laughs> Sorry to any of our Catholic or Christian listeners. We do respect your beliefs. <laughs> well, yeah, we, yeah, of course we do. And and uh, it is just kind of funny that that uh, the, the lead actor in this is also Jesus. It A is pretty funny. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A badly beaten Jesus. They're a one-track production company. His only son, as we know, is a film about the story of Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. It's for your Old Testament, folks. Mm. God told Abraham to sacrifice his son, Isaac, as a test of trust. He was a bad God, the Old Testament God. It was, yeah, it was, it was about to go through with it when at the last minute God said, I just fucking around. Yeah. And instead of ram... Was sacrificed for some reason, lamb. But anyway, well, it was a ram. Apparently, that's that's what I saw. I saw yeah. today. I was reading. Yeah, mutton, I don't know. I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Be a bit tough. Is, is there Slow any cooking. fucking difference? I mean, yeah, just chuck it in a press. Oh, you didn't have press cookers back then. God, yeah, you need lamb for it to be super tender. That's true. That is very true. Uh, the movie ended up at number three at the box office on the Easter weekend in the US. Yeah. Why? Because of pay it forward. Fucking A. Christians are cashed up rubes. You know, they really are. <laughs> they really are. Look, they're, very we don't suge- ha- they're very, very suggestible. You when know, if you, yeah. start, if, if you believe in the Immaculate Conception, I mean, <laughs> there's there's just nothing you won't believe. Once again, our religious listeners, we do respect your we beliefs. We do apologise. We do But um, we don't uh, respect religious grift. That's fucking, that's gross. No, we don't. So- 
of course, The Sound of Freedom really did up the ante on this whole pay it forward system because they empowered viewers to not only pay it forward because it's a nice thing to do, but somehow that was a way to end child sex trafficking. It's finished ah. now. Yep. I wish something that I made money from also ended child sex trafficking. That'd be great. <laughs> hey. 78 million at the box office, child sex trafficking is over. You know what uh, actually ends child sex trafficking? Sending me cases of beer. Um, I've heard that actually <laughs> solves the whole problem. Let's not, let's not make light of child sex trafficking. No, we pro- well, we're going to probably do a little bit of that. Now that it's finished, I guess we can look back. Where's uh, my beer? Now, That's definitely not finished yet. No, and, no, no. Look, look back in the horror days when child sex trafficking was a thing. Um, but now that The Sound of Freedom's out and it's made $178 million in the in box office in the US, well, it's yeah. over. It's yeah. over. Oh, you think the Children have been ends? saved. Oh. Thank God. Hooray. Oh, my, my sweet, sweet summer child, the grift is never going to end. So, look, there was a call to action at the end of the movie. It's farcical. Here's a clip. Um, it's just so bad. Send Manipulative. Money. Please send, send money. Just give us money, bro. Thank you all for coming out and watching this movie. I'm guessing some of you are feeling sad, maybe overwhelmed, or even a sense of fear, which is understandable. But living in fear isn't how we solve this problem. It's living in hope. It's believing that we can make a difference because we can. But I want to make one thing clear. This movie you just watched isn't about me or Tim Ballard. It's about those kids. This film was actually made five years ago and wasn't released till now with every roadblock that you can imagine being tossed in the way. And the names you see here on the screen took a stand and they made sure this story could be shown to all of you. And now all of you have the opportunity to continue telling this story. We don't have big studio money to market this movie, but we have you. And the baton has now been passed to you. You are the storytellers that can get people to come see this film in theaters. Together, we have a chance to make these two kids and the countless children that they represent the most powerful people in the world by telling their story in a way only the cinema can do. For a couple of months, while Sound of Freedom is in theaters, these kids can be more powerful than the cartel kingpins or presidents or congressmen or even tech billionaires. We believe this movie has the power to be a huge step forward toward ending child trafficking, but it will only have that effect if millions of people see it. We don't want finances to be the reason someone doesn't see this movie, so Angel Studios boldly has set up a pay-it-forward program where you can pay for someone else's ticket who might not otherwise see it. If you're able, we invite you to pay it forward by buying a ticket for someone else or if your budget is tight share the already available free tickets with as many friends as you can join us and millions of others as we ring sound of freedom and hope throughout the world and just remember this god's children are not for sale But it appeared to work a little too well, with more tickets paid forward than people wanted to see the film. And middle-class evangelical types didn't take the free tickets, they bought their own. Oh, good on them. And this appears to have resulted in sold-out sessions with empty theatres. Yeah, like Angel Studios being really sketchy about the details and how many tickets were paid forward and how the money was used. You'd think they'd pocket mm. it, but I mean, maybe they make more money by pumping up the box office and making it a big story, right? 
But sold out sessions with mostly empty seats would indicate a surplus of donated tickets with not enough cookers turning up to use them. That makes sense. But Angel mm-hmm. Studios, who would never lie, no. claim that every ticket is used by a person to see the movie. But that just sounds like bullshit to me. I mean, why the fuck would I trust their word? So, so far... 15,384,562 tickets have been bought, according and to Angel on the website. Yeah, it's a little ticker. And that is a huge part of the US population, or a lot of empty seats. Um, what are we talking so, about there, Joel? Um, what are we talking about 310, 315, I think, now? Yeah, so yeah. It's a decent whack. Significant whack, whack of yeah. people going along to the movies to watch Sound of Freedom. It might actually, it might actually outdo Sound of Music. Yes, Yes. Well, I don't know how much that made, but uh, if it was dollar times, probably not a lot. Where cookers yeah. would go and watch it and barrack for the Nazis. They fucking would. They're so, in the closet. They're just, they're just running over the mountain. Catch them. Go, go, go hard. They're singing. Catch Schnell, them. Schnell, Schnell. So I, when I checked out this script ages ago, because I've been doing this over a period of time, sorry, it's a bit late. The ticket counter was actually 31 tickets higher than when I came back. Oh. So, so I had the number in the script and I went to check it to make sure it was the correct number, and I had to dial it down. <laughs> dial it down. That's odd, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it's it? weird. Mm, very isn't strange it? sort Something of funny uh, is happening. stuff here. Let's call the auditors in. But look, another <laughs> cash cow for Angel Studios has been selling merch. Uh-huh. Got to have a T-shirt, don't you? If you're saving children. Oh, yeah. The Angel Studios gift shop online has merchandised for several of their releases, mostly cooked religious content for children, but their flagship product is the God's Children Are Not For Sale clothing line. Yes, and you see the they're issue here. You can rent a few. Uh, no, 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 they're not saying that. Well, no, the um, problem is, is that God's Children Are For Sale. Um, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's the whole it. point of the movie. And, and you can it's, rent them. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, now we are making a lot of child sex trafficking. But, I mean, it is true, though. Like, God's children are for sale, which is really unfortunate and shouldn't be the case. Um, But, uh, yeah, don't worry. Ballard's going to save them. Well, we can talk about the consequences of economic poverty, particularly in the developing world, and know that in the West there are people who will prey on this. We know that this is the case. Ten years ago in Australia we brought in a whole host of laws that anyone who commits these offences overseas for the first time these laws were introduced can be prosecuted in Australia. Hello, Thailand. Yep, uh, places like uh, um, uh, Thailand, as you say, retire and shit. Yep, yep, um, and, uh, and Philippines, and, and Philippines, etc. Yep. And yep. if you commit Absolutely. these offences and you get found out, you will be charged in Australia. And they are, and they are routinely charged. And, ha- and it does happen. Yeah, the cops do really good work on that. I, I definitely take my hat off for that. But yeah, essentially, look, this is the thing, right? You know, flogging a bit of merch. Yep, it's just virtue signalling. Now you can proudly state the obvious in public that you think. Pedos are bad yeah. and child trafficking is bad. I mean, well done you. Oh, that's really what an I personally I personally stop child sex trafficking by wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, and oh, they actually do kind of leave that. So the t-shirt is like this sort of vertical strip which has an American flag and the catchphrase sandwich between the stars and the stripes. Oh, and you nice. know, because it, it works. I mean, like there's nothing more patriotic than thinking that pedos are bad. It's just it's an American mm-hmm. thing, you know. Guns, eagle, and pedos are bad. Sweet, you know, freedom, pedos are bad. So Why are similar- eagles bad? No, eagles are great. Oh, guns, eagles are good. Guns, freedom, okay, eagles, these are the good things. Pedos are bad is a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's, 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 we're working into double negative territory. We need to be very careful of that. Don't want to confuse anyone. So similar to the call to action at the end of the movie, whether it's implied or not, people think that buying this T-shirt is going to save children. Mm. So the review section also allows photos. So it's full of people proudly taking selfies in their virtue signaling T-shirts. And here are some of the fucking dumb reviews. I love the shirt and it fits perfect. 
It's perfect, Lee. You could use the app. Anyway, uh, I love the shirt and it fits perfect. I am so glad I had the opportunity to purchase the shirt and help with this unimaginable nightmare. God's children are not for sale. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Exclamation mark. Yeah. So um, let's just remember that this is Angel Studios and not Operation Underground Railroad, which, of course, <laughs> arguably doesn't do anything to save children different, anyway. Different, different, But, but she yep. really thinks she's helping by giving a movie studio money, which is just so pathetic. I may have saved one and a half children by wearing this I t-shirt. saved a studio executive from having to go out on the shops today. Uh, <laughs> now he has his food helicoptered to him. Um, I feel a lot better. Yep. No, drones. They mainly use drones. Anyway, drones. Uh, there's another one here, Joe. I love it, and more more to support this cause for all the children of the world. Good, good. I'm just the trafficked ones is fine, but that's cool. You guys still wear the t-shirt, otherwise, child sex trafficking could come back. It's so much about like you know, look here's the fit, here's the details. Oh, but we're saving the kids. It's good. It's good. Okay, thanks, thanks, mate. So, look, you know, as you can see, most of the reviews are actually about the comfort fit and the sort of compliments they got wearing it. There's heaps of selfies of people saying, like, you know, I want this to the gym and everyone said I was a good person. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but it's very Coney 2012 vibes, you know, buying the oh, T-shirt, do, do, fixing we the problem. We should explain what Coney 2012 was, uh, Joe. Anyone who wasn't there, I suppose. Yeah, yeah go for it. Yeah, very briefly. It, it just focused on one particular um, uh, deeply unpleasant uh, African oh, yeah. guerrilla fighter who no, he's employed – Employed, uh, employed. Uh, well, uh, abducted children and turned them into soldiers. Employed is a very loose term there. Yeah, not employed. Um, and and the way you way you get to do that, of course, is to brutalise children and often kill their parents in front of them. Yeah, and, 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 and then, desensitise them yeah, as human beings. Completely yeah. desensitise them, and then they'll do just about anything. So, yeah, Coney was the face of child soldiers. Joseph Coney, yeah. I guarantee you he is not the only one mm-hmm. uh, in Africa and elsewhere in the world um, using child soldiers. Yeah, so it was a big thing. The, the People call it invisible children. And, and everyone a- said, let's get Coney. It wasn't yep. Coney 12, 2012. It was get Coney 2012. Yeah. <laughs> Did they ever get him? No. no. I think he's probably dead, though. So that's nice. Dead. He's probably dead. So, look, you know, this is the thing about, like, these sort of, like, virtue signaling campaigns of, like, you know, buying the merch and buying the sticker pack and blah, blah, blah. The problem with child sex trafficking and child trafficking in general is much more complex than wearing a T-shirt. It's not like Tinkerbell who dies no. if you don't believe in her. It's like an actual problem that requires, like, a complex solutions. So let's not dwell on that. Let's Highly just watch a movie police, and feel good. investigators, et cetera. Oh, you know, that's just bureaucratic red tape. Transnational policing. Boring. Policing networks. Sounds all of expensive. that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. All the stuff or you could that- just wear the T-shirt. Yeah, all the Republican fucking dickhead lawmakers there who are flocking to go to these screenings are the same ones who vote against these things because they're too expensive. (laughs) Or indeed hate the FBI. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah, because they're feds and we don't like feds. Yeah, all right, (laughs) cool. Well, do you want pedophiles? Do you want federal police? I don't know. Pick one, dickhead. Anyway, so look, this so-called extra awareness is just being weaponized by Republicans to further crack down on immigration. I'm sure you're not surprised by this. Yeah. And, of course, give money to sketchy organizations and end up doing more harm than good. So, you know, well done, team. Yeah, we're going to build a wall because apparently that's going to save the children. Fuck you. And that's actually a lot of what Bala has to say as a personal uh, sort of sentiment. But that's Angel Studios. Their grift is separate. Ballard is not about to let this one go past him without making a few quick bucks. So he has released, wait for it, you know, this is coming, 
a line of supplements. Ah, so you can take a supplement and save a child. Yes, actually, you wow. literally can. Literally, that's, you'll find out. Yeah. It's fucking there's pathetic. Some, there's some lateral thinking for you. I uh, know. It's called Freedom. Freedom! Um, and, yeah, so this is thanks to the woman, Anna Merlin, who's the one behind the Vice articles um, that really tear this motherfucker apart. Uh so tell yeah. us about it. Yeah, Anna Merlin from Vice tweeted a screenshot of a video showing Ballard spruiking the range from his house. He claims they were developed with, and uh, in, this is in inverted commas, an undercover operator yeah. in the field fighting human trafficking. Yeah. It's just fucking pea protein with freedom written on the label. Yeah, it's, that's it. <laughs> the tweet also captures a banner image that says, Portion of proceeds goes towards fighting human trafficking with the caption, mm-hmm. I look forward to learning what this means numerically. <laughs> you and me both, Anna. That's Anna Merlin from uh, from Vice. Yeah. Yeah. Take I mean, a tablet, save a child. How much are you giving, mate? How much? I know. Yeah. Okay. So What while a this, fucking grift. Yeah, go on. In itself is pretty cringe, right? But yep. there's not a lot of development in selling flavoured vegan pre pea protein, right? Like red flags are coming up here. Yeah. So one clever bird on Twitter named Lauren Morgan, at Lauren Whittycom, I'm guessing maiden name, posted a link to a website that sells this exact line of products with a customizable label. Ah. Yeah, he just completely fucking lied about it. He's just buying in bulk and then just whacking a sticker on them, Joe. Drop shipping. It's fucking drop shipping. The website shows the jars and bottles, the exact same line of products, the same packaging and everything, but with a blank, your design here, where the logo logo Mm -hmm. is. It's drop shipped product from a company called Brand On Demand. They (laughs) even provide the website. It's a template. He just blasted his face all over it. Take one, save a child. His face is all over it too. Everywhere you go, it's just his fucking beady little blue eyes staring into your soul. It's gross. <laughs> like if you put the if you put the pills down anywhere in the room, the eyes follow you. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, it's a bit fucking Ooh, like that. I hate that. I hate it's that. a bit fucking like that. So look, this guy, you know, like the gall on this motherfucker. The vegan pea protein on Suppleful, which is the maker of the product, is sold for twenty one dollars a bottle. And Ballard is selling it for fifty five. <laughs> oh, actually, no, no, no. Sorry, there is a nine dollar discount, so it's only forty six dollars. Oh, ben- nine bucks. Yeah. What do you got to What do you got to type in? What do you got to type? What's a discount? No, no, got- that's just automatic discount. Oh, I just get an automatic discount. Yeah, bro. He's like, he's really good. It's actually the prices are actually set as a recommended retail by the organization, which I think you can then discount, which comes up as a discount on the website. Um, it's charming. Of course, there what is a postage and handling job. What are we did, paying for there? Did not check. No, okay. did, did not get that far. Because I guarantee you that's your nine bucks discount gone. Yeah, that'll 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 evaporate pretty quick. I think you can get free free shipping after a certain amount of money you spend. Which, um, yeah. If you buy yeah, if you buy if you buy, you know, sort of, you know, a metric ton. Exactly. And you know all this is in US dollars, of course. So there is, of course, an affiliate marketing component that is, of course, MLM minus the levels. Um, um you get fifteen percent of all sales. Know. And, quote, a portion of proceeds goes directly to the rescuing and freeing of children around the world. Your efforts in promoting Freedom Store will literally help in saving kids. Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. Why wouldn't I mean, you do it? Literally saving kids. You're just literally saving kids. So, um, I mean, look, you know, developed with an undercover operator, uh, a drop shipping firm. Uh, I mean, just he's a bullshit artist, you know? He's a fucking liar. He's a yeah. fucking liar, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I'd say pathological, yeah. Speaking of fucking liars, conspiracy theorists, cookers in general, love telling a big old porky pie, especially when it relates to the idea of them being suppressed somehow. Because, of course, they think there's like a conspiracy to stop people from seeing the film. Mm. Someone's got a boot on their neck somehow, somewhere, (laughs) whatever. Dan Andrews, probably. Yes, Dan Andrews. I I still haven't seen why Dan Andrews is apparently going to be stopping this movie, but I'm sure it's out there and I want to know it. Listeners, if there's any conspiracy theories that Dan Andrews stopping people from seeing Sound of Freedom, please fucking let me know because I'm well, going to find it. shut down the Commonwealth Games. Well, I mean, that was the Sound of Freedom in itself. I mean, you know, <laughs> something, something liberating kids to play shot put. I don't fucking know. I don't know. But that's the thing, man. Like conservatives constantly need to, like, to feel like they're victims, you know. It's a really weird thing. I don't feel like this has been a thing forever. It feels like it's the last few years it's, or so. It's all about fear. It is a fairly recent phenomenon. Yeah. It's weird. If you, if you go back to conservatism, genuine conservatism, you can go back a century, you can go back two or three decades. This Conservatives now are in the business of making people fearful. Yeah, and sad and feel like they're like basically just being like sort of marginalised. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah, and then, of course, that minimises the marginalisation of actual marginalised people, which is great because I could say trans people try being a white man. It's like, yeah. okay. Yeah. You wouldn't believe how hard I've had it. Just shut the fuck up. I pay bills occasionally. So, yeah. It's- <laughs> Not with my tax money that yeah. I don't pay. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's just dumb. So, look, you know, this is that thing of like, you know, somehow your beliefs make you heroic rebels in the face of oppression, even if there is no oppression. So you see in the, the comment section on, people, on cinemas releasing this, oh, thank you so much for releasing this. I know it must have been so hard for you. It's so, so brave. important. It's so, so important. Yeah, it's crucial. Oh, my God. So obviously nobody has made a serious attempt to prevent this film from being screened or people seeing it. There was that controversial documentary ages ago, The Red Pill. I didn't protest it. It was made by that sort of documentarian pick me girl, the female conservative commentator who was like, I'm a, I was a feminist, but now I'm red pilled. And I like, now I think that women are shit. And you know, there were protests <laughs> from lefty students. You know, it was a whole fucking rigmarole. And I'm sure Miley Yiannopoulos was involved somehow. He gives a fuck. But nobody's picketing this movie. Nobody's doing it. No, no one's sending letters to have it taken down. They're ha- sending letters to have it Well, who would, Joel? Played. You know, that would stop saving the kids. Well, you can't have that. Well, which I, mean, I think yeah. is finished now. Now they've got $178 million in box office and the merch sales, I think child sex trafficking is over. That's, listeners, that's the way I'm listeners, looking at this. child sex trafficking is not over. You have to send me cases of beer to fix it. Oh my <laughs> God, get on message. You are ruining my grift. So, look. It's ridiculous. They have this whole thing about how, you know, the movies are against them, the theatres are against them. I mean, this is really like such a ridiculous part of their Jesus complex. You know, like the idea, the powers, you know, the Romans are after them and they're about to be dramatically crucified for seeing this fucking movie. But in reality, these TikTok videos of air conditioning failing, you know, they, they get millions of views. And they're as dumb as they sound. One cinema girl was told that due to a water pressure issue, the screening would be postponed and tickets refunded. And while all of this felt like a huge conspiracy, imagine (laughs) realising like water pressure is actually really important. Because your toilet's going to be full of unflushed cooker piss. Oh, and yeah, and jobbies. I mean, like, there's just there's no there's no it's good solution just, here. Yeah, just, just great big Henrys just hanging in the bowl because you haven't got the water pressure to flush no. those suckers down. And like, yeah, okay, so you can't. You're not going to wash and your hands anyway. And then the next anyway, thing fine, is you've but- got cholera, and you don't. And if you've got cholera, 
you know, the last thing on your mind is, you know, stopping child sex trafficking. And no one in the cinema is vaccinated, so God knows what's coming out of their asses. So, look, <laughs> it's just it's not good. It's not good. Um, but, of course, it was just a big conspiracy. i tell you what, though. She could have just gone into the bathroom and turned on a tap to check it, but she didn't. No. no, she just stood in the lobby and went, this is a fucking conspiracy. Yeah, that's, that, that's what they wanted her to do. Yeah. So, look, uh, here's some people bitching about movies because I just want you to hear how absolutely banal these people are and how, honestly, just desperate they are to be persecuted. Sorry, guys. This was easy. They're also very, very stupid. Um, and I was, like, super curious, so I came to see it, and the lights didn't turn off for the first 10 minutes, and also there was, like, a voiceover, like a narrator for blind people. In the bathroom, Tim regards himself in a mirror. He splashes water on his face. Restart the movie. Oh, so we're standing in line with all these other people in the movie theater. We're getting refunds for the Sound of Freedom because apparently the water pressure in the bathrooms aren't working here, so no one can watch the movie tonight. Okay, now we're just sitting in an empty theater with nothing playing. Oh my god. More as to why this movie in particular is not playing, and are you having issues in other theaters, or is it just the sound of freedom? So, um, our, I'm pretty sure it's 12 that it was overheating in that room. So it was. So it's just this theater you're having an issue playing movies in right now? Uh, yes, it's this auditorium. Okay, no surprise there. Thank you. So I personally went to go see the movie yesterday and lo and behold, there was no AC in our theater. And um, although I'd seen videos about it on TikTok, I was extremely shocked. Um, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. So I walked out of the theater and went to four other theater rooms and they were all working with AC, like a literal icebox. I would also like to include that obviously I don't have a large following uh, by any means, but I just felt very compelled to post something about this because I actually could not believe it. I did address the manager. I'll insert like a small clip about it. Um, they're just being very uh, vague. Can't really give you any answers as to why it's not working and it's just BS. So if we come and see it tomorrow and you guys move it into a different theater, there'll be AC? Go ahead and just ask I'm not sure. I don't know the schedule as of manager yes my gm is the one who does this okay then i'm going to be coming back every single day until this movie is out of your theaters until that there's ac in one of the rooms thank you Please ignore my shaky voice in that. I was really nervous and I hate confrontation like that. But uh, point is, go see this movie. So Come. that's aside from the irony of the fact that some of these people got to see the movie for free because there was a pay it forward system. But the other Sound of Freedom sessions, they've been plagued with technical issues. They're fairly normal in theaters. When it comes to this movie, yeah. of course, it's got to be a conspiracy. And you know how this works. Sometimes air conditioners fail. Sometimes the cabal makes them fail, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's just dumb logic. But... Look, the, the brass at the studio, they don't agree. They don't agree. Yeah, Angel Studios CEO said this, stuff happens. He was going to say shit, and then he thought, no, that's not going to work. Oh, yeah, they so can't stuff swear. Stuff happens. They're fucking Mormons. They can't swear. That's right. No mm -hmm. swearing.
No drinking mm-hmm. tea, coffee, or doing any swearing. Boring. Stuff happens. Bulbs break, air conditioning stops working, and volume levels get set wrong. But these are exceptions in over 500 theatres with thousands of screens. Yeah. I think he might be in on this, Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's the issue. I mean, he's part of the deep state. You know, it's it's, it's confirmed. And that's how these people he's fucking one of them. He's one of those Mormon Jews. <laughs> I wish there was a Mormon name I could think of, like Romney Child or something, maybe, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Roth, uh, Romney Stein? That could work. Mm. Um, so, look, the reality is Angel Studios making a shitload of money from cinemas and absolutely do not want to alienate them at the whim of Cooker's bullshit on TikTok. They're going to release more movies. They want AMC to continue oh, releasing yeah, more cinemas. This, you know, this mean, is made for sequels. Yeah. Do, oh, there actually is talk of a sequel in Haiti, but that's going to be probably this a part is how two. Children, this is how children will learn the Roman numerals, actually. <laughs> Yeah, one, two, V. What's a V? Ah, it must be five. And we're going, we're going to go to X. I'm pretty sure we might even hit L. Well, actually, we're going to have to put a pause on you guys sending me cases of beer so child sex trafficking can continue just so this franchise while. can just keep making while. money. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I was kidding. Um, so, look, you know, we should say that, yes, we haven't seen the film. Not um, me. Yeah, I don't plan to see yet. it ever. Uh, it is out, technically. I'm I'm going to see it, I think. I mean, like, you know, I'm going to go to the movies at some point, probably see it in a few weeks, but this is on the condition that a cooker pays my ticket because if there's no pay-it-forward system, then I'm probably just going to get on my life or maybe sneak into a session because they never check. But we will see. It would be weird for them not to extend the pay-it-forward system to a worldwide market release considering how much money it's made them, but so far they haven't done it. Uh, I do think that I should see it or maybe, you know, make like a shitty pre-episode about it, Um, but I don't know. You know, look, it's... I don't think it's necessary viewing. <laughs> well, I, I just wonder if you dressed as a child, would uh, would you be allowed free admittance? Would someone rescue me? That would be great. <laughs> Probably get shot well, in some crossfire. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll have to be dragged through the jungles of Colombia and then, and then before you say hello to your new Mormon family. Oh, fuck it, hey, man. I would just be like, you know, eating my popcorn, not realising it's laced with Xanax, and then I'll just wake up in Utah. Hey, John Smith was full of shit, really, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, that's very yeah, good. You'll be beaten. You'll be beaten. You'll be severely beaten if you I probably will. Around, anywhere around well, Utah. I've definitely got to toe the party line until I manage to make my escape. Maybe they'll make a movie about me. Anyway, look, so you know the Sound of Freedom's out in Australia. We just said that. Hoyt is milking it for all it's worth on social media. Oh, my God. They're just yeah, they're loving it. Yeah, but, like, you know, like they're really, really enjoying the whole, oh, my God, you guys are so brave. But the Arnhouse Wanker Cinema chain, Dendi, joined the circus. They're in. Now, mm. most people who go to Dendi would not be happy to see this movie on the now showing listing because most cookers probably think that Dendi is where pedos go to watch movies like Cuties. They're not that wrong. But the reality is that Dendi is owned by Icon Productions, uh, which is uh, owned by a good friend of the uh, production, Mel Gibson. Who's so, uh, not Jewish, I believe. No, no. If he is, self-hating. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Full Self, of self-loathing self, if he, if he yeah. was Jewish. No, we yeah. know he's not. He is a prominent anti-Semite. He is, he is. He bought Dendi in 2008 and- yeah, uh, Didn't know that until recently. Yeah, yeah, he fucking loves this movie. So, you know, down at your local art house cinema- uh, alongside Les Cousins Dangereux uh, in uh, Newtown or some yeah. shit. Yeah, It'll yeah. be the sweet sound of freedom and uh, nobody in it. Well, no, there will be a few cookers from like Marrickville. And, and maybe you, and more dressed, dressed as a child. Yeah, I don't know. I reckon I just have to write God's children not for sale on my T-shirt with several spelling <laughs> errors. And just yeah, get, yeah, yeah. Get Backwards Z's and stuff like that. They yeah. would literally clap for me if I stood up, I bet. People are fucking idiots. Look, as we discussed in episode 139, Hoyt's 
has got a lot of love uh, for being so brave as to take Cooker's money and play the film. Well done. And they've had, uh, there have also been Cooker screenings in places like Narang. Yes, there has. Where not only could you see the film with some like-minded folks, but the suspended Dr. William Bay was <laughs> will be speaking Yay. afterwards. Or was he? Did speak, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh God, what's he going to say? What a rare treat that is. What would yeah. he know about child sex trafficking? He seems to know a lot about everything. He's, he knows he's a lot a, about a lot. He's a polymath. I think yeah. is, that, is that is that the right term? I think it is. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it is. He's, he's good he, at everything. Failed GP and now just good at everything. Yeah, yeah. He was good at getting suspended. He had to. Really work hard for that. Yeah, you, quite do, yeah, you really have to work hard to do he, that. He went into meetings and just like, suspend me. He's like Michael Scott. <laughs> I, I declare you. suspension. I dare you to suspend. Yes, I declare suspended. I declare suspended. It was pretty fucking embarrassing. But while Hoyts is getting all the love for screening a, screening a movie and Dendy are being compared to Nazis for screening the same film in a different postcode. It's true. Well, Mel Gibson <laughs> is actually the winner overall as his company, Icon Distribution, are distributing the film in Australia anyway. Yeah. So that's nice. That's nice. nice. Him. Yeah, that's good. Another reason not to pay to go see this movie, I guess, if you Get are of that. If, if you are of that bent. Yeah, Mel Gibson, yeah. who is no longer Jewish. We do um, not need to give him any more money. He's fine. Yeah, he's going to be fine. So, look. Also, a pro tip: apparently, the pay it forward system simply buys you a ticket to the film, which is potentially exchangeable um, with due mm-hmm. notice, of course. So, if you do end up, if there is a pay it forward system, and you do end up getting a, a ticket to Sound of Freedom, maybe you decide that you'd rather see like Barbie or Oppenheimer. Um, just get a cooker to pay for it. <laughs> just you know, get the ticket, call up the cinema, and be like, "Hey, man, sorry. Look, I made a mistake. I bought this ticket, but I actually need to change it." Um, or just right. you know, mate. Are you serious about stopping child sex trafficking? No. Because it doesn't you- sound like you are if you're not buying me a ticket. Well, you haven't you haven't sent me any beer, so clearly no one gives a fuck. I've been looking for my postie since recording and no one sent me shit. The only people who want to cure, like solve sex trafficking, CB Co. They're the only ones who are trying, you know? And you're all really not. So, Mel Gibson isn't the only prominent person to have backed the movie. There's been a few celebrities jumping on the sort of Sound of Freedom bandwagon, as you can imagine, and a few that actually didn't, surprisingly enough. Oh, what? Cook is lying. Fuck. Crazy. So, the most prominent was the claim that Mark Wahlberg was a passionate supporter of the film. He's not, though. He had to to come out and say, yeah, you look, you know, I'm I'm anti-child sex driven, but I'm not pro Sound of freedom. Not big on pedos, but can you not lump me in with this weird shit? Um, so, of course, they just, as they love doing, they took an old video about him saying that child abuse is bad, claimed it was about their new cult <laughs> movie. It is, it is bad. Yeah, yeah, he's publicly it's said bad. that. He's actually said that in public, um, which is really brave, um, considering yeah, how many people- it's an incredibly brave thing, yeah. It's just one of those things. It's yeah, a divisive whole, opinion. The Holocaust was bad. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, that's risky in some parts because um, apparently it didn't happen, according to some people who mm. may or may not be chefs. Um, so, <laughs> shouldn't have said that. Um, so, look, they did the same thing in Matthew McConaughey, um, just took a video he made, um, you know, said it was about Sound of Freedom. It wasn't. Uh, and they just they make these easily falsifiable claims, but it doesn't matter because- up. But the thing is, you just make this shit up because idiots will believe anything that supports their narrative. They're not going to fact check it. Fact checking is for fucking like George Soros. So 90s folk singer Jewel came out in support of the movie in an exchange with Elon Musk on Twitter. I I really actually don't know who that is. Well, you don't know who's going to save your soul because she told you in a song and you didn't listen to it. So Mm. obviously you need to listen to more Cole's radio. Yeah, you're missing And nothing. thanks for stopping child sex trafficking. Oh, she, she's having a stab at it. She's definitely having a stab at it. So she said this on Twitter. It saddens me that some media 
is trying to politicise this movie. Is that us? This is not left or right. It's about millions, millions, millions of kids being trafficked and no matter what your faith or creed, it's <laughs> such a cool thing to say or such a <laughs> you know, sort of music industry thing to say. Yeah. What's your faith or creed? We need to protect all the vulnerable kids rather than fight over philosophical differences. Okay. Let's not fight people. Yeah. Let's yeah. just. Let's just stop the millions of kids who are being trafficked. Millions? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, labour trafficking, sure, maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, they don't really care about kids who are being forced to work. They only care about the ones who are getting rooted because they're more um, easily sensationalised, which is great. So that was alongside a video on the same tweet. You know, of course, the comments are a massive circle jerk of blue chick nobodies because Twitter fucking sucks now, saying how brave she is and blah, blah, She's blah. She's very brave. She's very brave. It's such so a brave, brave thing to do to, yeah. to, to actually come out and say, I don't like children being abused. And I like a movie. I like a movie and I'm not afraid to say I'm it. I'm not wow. afraid. Yeah. You yeah. fucking. Let the chips fall where they may. Here's a Nobel fucking prize. So some bloke named Beard Vet said this. Oh, God. I knew I liked you for some reason. Secretly been masturbating over her since the 90s, I presume. But, but he, fair, he liked her for aged some reason. amazingly well. She looks like she's like 20. I don't know what's going yeah, on there. I think it's the adrenochrome. It's adrenaline. Yeah, probably. It's almost certainly adrenochrome. <laughs> now, look, I think both you and Beard Vet would be quite shocked to know that her music sucks. Um, sorry, any Jewel fans out there, she sucks. And objectively speaking, her music is painful to listen to and she blows. So, anyway, um, so yeah, you can skip learning about her. Um, she sucks. I'm just, I, yeah, I wasn't going to, Joel. Yes. yes. I mean, the only, <laughs> I the only interaction she had with Jewel. I wasn't even going to Google her. Just get uh, for adrenochrome only. And why doesn't she reason. have two names? Why is it just Jewel? What is I she don't know. like? Fucking Sher and Bono and Elvis. Well, yeah, that's well, Alice like, had a yes. second name. Why does Jewel yeah, yeah. have a second name? And what happens when they get pulled over by the coppers? What's your name, Jewel? Yeah. What's your second name? I don't have one. I'm Jewel, Jewel of the family. I'm Jewel. Sher. I'm Bono, and I'm travelling, not driving. So some in the Liberal Party have jumped on the bandwagon. Amazingly, I, I just googled it, but Alex Antic seems quite in the film which is where I expected the most noise to come from. He loves no, this sort of shit. it turned out, no. Having a big Google on that, Zippy Babbitt put his two cents in with these shit tweets. Ah, oh, here we go. Good old Zip. Ugh. Watching mainstream media attempt to minimise child sex trafficking as a QAnon right-wing conspiracy theory in the wake of the success of The Sound of Freedom. Movie is truly disturbing. He's yeah. disturbed. He's it disturbed. Is, yeah, that's very sad. He's very, very disturbed. <coughs> I think we already knew that. And yeah. here's another one of his comments. The trafficking of children is widespread and severe. Mm, let's try and quantify that, shall we, Zip? No, uh-huh. no, let's just move on from that. It's going to be too hard for you to do that. I uh-huh. urge everyone to watch Sound of Freedom. The best way to change things is by raising awareness. <laughs> best way to change things. Just yep. things. Just, just things. things. Things and When stuff. you want to change things, he there are some things that he doesn't want to change, but when you want to change things that need to be changed, the best thing is by raising awareness, he oh, says. Good. Good. We must do more to protect children from exploitation in all its forms. Can I just break away very briefly? Yes, you can. Please and, do. <laughs> uh, and just talk, I wrote a column on Wednesday uh, where I talked about how, you know, our systems weren't very, very good at dealing with pedophilia because we have kind of stereotypical ideas of pedophiles. That's the first thing. Yes, and, which uh, this is absolutely making a fucking mockery of. Uh, yeah, exactly right. Making it and, so much worse. And... and uh, and when we do see people brought before the courts, they tend to be, 
young, middle-aged, old-aged, they tend to be police, teachers, civil servants, small business operators. They come across the broad demography and yeah. and they are really, you know, you know, I'm sure I've told this story on the podcast before, but I spoke to an AFP officer who was involved in raids uh, where, where people's homes were, were basically raided and, and, um, uh, and, uh, and child exploitation child sexual exploitation material was found. Yep. And when they'd knock on the door with their warrants, uh, often the, the, the men inside would say, we've been waiting for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it you speaks know. of this terrible compulsion that yeah. they would know that they're putting themselves at risk, Yeah, obviously being charged with very serious offences, yep. obviously with being charged with, you know, the, the possessing and trading in the awful sexualized torture of children yeah uh, but also you know family and friends would just walk away from them and they do it anyway anyway yeah yeah so it's, it's, a, it's it's really compulsive it's such a behavior. high stakes game it's really it's it's beyond me it's such anyway. an illness it's disgusting. anyway let's get yeah. back to let's i think we talked about that in the episode but anyway look zip's very funny um because i just wanted to sort of say uh as far as the whole raising awareness thing a that's so coney 2012 i mean come on raising awareness we'll raise find coney will it though man. will it fucking though but the other thing is like don't you raise awareness to bring it to the attention of like lawmakers well when you raise awareness you've got to there's got to be a point there's like <laughs> to be a point to the awareness being raised what you do is you raise and that awareness would go, presumably to a parliament yeah like it would a parliament, main, yeah. it would change laws make laws yeah yeah so he's the one that needs to raise aware Okay, cool. Um, but anyway, he probably, look, he probably just forgot, forgot he was a senator. For, we we actually we shouldn't it, encourage it, him. It was probably it was probably being some fucking actual rent seeker, um, yes. <laughs> jack, jacking up the rent on some poor bastard in the west of Melbourne. Oh god, I'm glad he's not actually property managing right now. But uh, yeah, look, one of the things I find very funny about this is the idea that we should really not say this because imagine Zip introducing a bill in Parliament about child sex trafficking. I want to make it a law that child sex trafficking is bad. Oh, Zip, that's already a law. <laughs> Shut up and write. <laughs> I'm introducing a private member's bill, and it says that child sex trafficking is bad, and we should arrest all That's the people right. doing it. And, and it's like, not okay. only is it bad, but I'm opposed to it. I am. I, I've got this T-shirt. Damn it is. God's children, not for sale. <laughs> what up? All right? Yeah, cool. Glad we got that fixed. So, look, Malcolm Roberts is obviously on Teeny board. Weeny. He's obviously. He's hosting a screening at, uh, of all places, Dandy Cinemas, <laughs> the cuties place in Hamilton. Three sessions, all sold out. Now, wow. tickets have a bit of a Malcolm tax on top uh, because uh, yeah. they're $36 a head. Well, we'll be, be saving more children. I'm see. not sure if he's featuring in person either. So a bit of a grift there. You'd be um, happy if you sat behind Teeny Weenie at yeah, Cinema, you see you? the whole you'd be able to see everything. Yeah. You'd, just, you'd be able to see everything. Panoramic uh, views. <laughs> um, look, of course, uh, just another little breakaway, if you don't mind me going. A brief yeah, tangent, yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, of course, we saw Mike, Mark Latham punted uh, from One shit. Nation uh, and, and, uh, and took one of his mates with him, <laughs> a member of the upper house no one has actually ever heard of. Oh, really? <laughs> Fuck, I didn't I think even know there was two of them. Roberts. Anyway, um, no, it can't be Roberts, that's Danny Wayne. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Um, but the only reason Hanson... I mean, obviously, Hanson grew tired of Latham and his conduct, yeah, his behaviour, and some of it's outrageous, but... Unless you tow the, the Paul and Hanson line, you get punted from that party very yeah, quickly. Yeah, it's, it's Palmer style. Latho's yeah. not the first and definitely won't be the last. But yeah. Malcolm Roberts, 
he is, he might be against child sex trafficking, but he is. He's a yes, Pauline kind of guy. Oh, yes, Pauline. What, oh, yes. what would you like me to say today, Pauline? Three bags full, my man. Yeah. Yeah. Teeny yeah. Anyway, yeah, good fun if you're sitting behind him at the movies. Yeah, absolutely. So the Sydney Morning Herald reported that North Shore Liberals are hosting a screening at the Hayden Orpheum in Cremorne. We were discussing mm-hmm. this on Facebook together. Uh, this is organised by a local party member, Jeffrey Wang. Who Jeffrey I think Wang. He's, he's, a, he's, a, a, he's a name. and look, it's, a, it's an amusing name. It just is an amusing name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's and, very nice. And with a name like that. He's got to be going into representative politics, uh, and, yeah. and surely he is. He, he looks like one of those naff young libs straight out of central casting. Oh, um, but yeah, he's organising. Uh, he's organising this, and I expect big things from from Jeffrey Wang. Big Wang from Jeffrey. Did Wang? We expect, yeah, we yeah. expect a big Wang. Coming. Big Wang. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, the couldn't make that pun really work. But anyway, yeah, yeah well, he is you know. one to watch. He is one of these lunatic. Uh, escapees from the from the young libs. Yeah. And and you just look at him and you go, you're a massive Trumper, aren't you? Yeah. You really are hugely you, into the Donald. Your browser history is fucked. So, um, no, allegedly, allegedly, I retract that. Um, so <laughs> this will be attended by the successor to Gladys Berejiklian in the seat of Willoughby, Tim James, who is basically just like Ken Doll fucking liberal guy. And he was quoted as saying- I don't think there's anything controversial about a film based on a true story that's speaking to how the world should and must tackle human trafficking. That's Good. that's a new angle, isn't it? Yeah. Tackling it. Yeah. That you actually see human traffickers and you bring and them just, down. Just shoulder charge them. And then you've got like a, a ref who's like, oi, 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 no. No, 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 no. Head high. You're not allowed to shoulder charge anymore. No spearing. Yeah, you must must much uh, must look after the head. The head is sacrosanct. Exactly. Um, yeah, but yeah, that, that that's it's a it's a new ploy. I, I like it. Tackling human yes. traffickers. That's very good. Uh, anyway, he goes on to say, let's judge it on its merits. People should see it for what it is. Mm. Mm. Yeah, free speech and all that. Yeah. Do you think he's done his research? Probably not. No, 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 probably not. No, no. Oh, well. So US Republicans predictably flock to show how much they support the film. You know how this works. They jump on top of it. I think we discussed this in the last episode that we did on 139, probably the patron thing as well. Yep. Well, one of them is good friend of the podcast and Ballard, uh, Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump. Old old mugshot himself. Yeah. Great mugshot of the Trump Saturday. I mean- Old, old Donald Trump, if he's involved, a certain putting fingers DeSantis has been a little bit quiet about the Hollywood hit, which has uh. ruffled a few cooker feathers, maybe in defiance of the sort of the Trump thing. Don't give Trump the, the moment, but he should have just jumped on it. So a Telegram account mm. called Shadows of Ezra, not Ghost Ezra, Shadows of Ezra, posted oh, good this. Lord. Not one word from Ron DeSantis about sound of freedom. And then just pedophile. And look, I did watch. I must Look, I am a kook. Don't worry, <laughs> don't worry about that. I am one of those obsessive kooks who actually tuned into the uh, Republican primary debate. No one's surprised. And of course, the Trumps didn't turn up because he's a mile ahead of uh, of everyone anyway. And why would he? You know, that doesn't make any sense for him to go there. But uh, there was Ron DeSantis, and it's just a, it's it's actually going to be be a meme. He actually said, "And I will fight for you." And then he tries to smile, and it's like, <laughs> he oh, just can't. Oh, oh. you know, <laughs> it's just the he can't smile. Ron Apparently, can't smile. You can't be in politics if you can't smile, Ronnie. I saw something like you know, um, in a fleeting moment, because Ruxin Fernando's the only Twitter account I ever seem to see when I log into it, and apparently he was saying that uh, Trump could be the only uh, guy who's ever won a debate by not turning up, and it's like, 
Well, yeah, because you're in a cult. Because yeah, you're weird. Isis, Isis, Isis sort of looks right. Anyway, weird. So, so, so this shadows of Ezra <laughs> decided because Ron DeSantis can't smile, but, but also hasn't said a word about Santa Freedom, that obviously he's a pedophile. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Kind just of a pedophile. Just said, and, not and just in the new pedophile. way of spelling, didn't pop the A before the. That's oh, the American way. That's that's the American one. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing it's an American. Uh, I don't account. like it. Anyway, yeah, I don't like it either. Yeah. So look, you know, that is, I'd say that is definitely the Trump effect of just trying not to be like, you know, if Trump likes it, I don't. Um, but uh, good old Ted Cruz, senator of Texas, senator from Texas, tweeted this. Yeah, and, and occasional trips to Panama. Wow! 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 <laughs> Go see. Hashtag Sound of Freedom. Uh huh. Senator Tim Scott. He was also present in the uh, primary debates. Yes. <laughs> he's trying. He's a very weird dude. He's from South Carolina. He's I trying really to know. make. He's trying to make these debates sort of personable and friendly. Mm. <laughs> Good. Completely, completely failed in that respect. Uh, look. The reason he was at the debate, so he can get his polling up to perhaps 1% or 2%. Ah, uh, yes, um, yes, of course. And then he can anyway, get the speaker's drought. You know, that, that's how it uh, works. He said, I watched Santa Freedom and wow. <laughs> he's, gone, he, he's just, he's, he has basically pr- plagiarised Ted Cruz there. Yeah, and wow. wow, what a powerful film that reveals the horrifying reality that is human trafficking. Do you think, it's a, do you think, uh, do you think Tim Scott's gone, would, would it have been a three-tissue movie? Yeah, um, yeah. Did he get teary? Did he get sad? No. Or was he masturbating into? Uh, oh, wow. That's strong. I like it. I like where you went there. That's good. <laughs> that's yeah, the, that's good. That's yeah. That's an old joke, but uh, <laughs> yeah, in a retelling. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a three tissue film. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So, speaker of the house, Kevin McCarthy, uh, he held a screening on Capitol Hill, and Lauren Bobert was there because she's Lauren Bobert, and yep, she's yep. just like she's, just yeah, fodder for this. She's all over this. Yeah, cupid as fuck. Uh, Donald Trump held a private screening at his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey, with Steve Bannon. Carrie Lake and Jack Posebic in attendance. Oh, gee whiz, you'd be disappointed to miss out on that, wouldn't you? All-star cast. Can I just tell one of the funniest things that I heard all week this week? You know, you would have said, you would have heard the reports in Bedminster that, uh, that Ivana, Trump's first wife, was uh-huh. was buried there. And yep. the reason that she was buried there is that it allowed <laughs> – Tax minimisation on the property, uh-huh. so so you, they've set aside a certain amount of area at the golf club for to, to use essentially as a cemetery, and there was a photo taken of Ivana's uh, graveyard, and it's covered in weeds and grass, and clearly <laughs> no one has touched it since she was first interred there. Yeah, the photo is really fucking grim. And then uh, on Twitter, Don Trump Jr. Got up and said, "My father's been persecuted. You know, America going to hell in a handbasket. All this kind of stuff." And someone replied with a photo of his mother's grave yeah. in this unkempt fashion and said, "Shut up and go and mow your mum." <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs> it's the funniest thing I saw. All week. Shut That's up and so go and mow grim. your mum. Anyway. Oh, my God. Back to the show. That was a good breakaway. I'm glad that happened. All right. So, Santa Freedom. That's right. Got to remember this exists. All right. Senator Ron Johnson yes, from Wisconsin. Yes, yes, yes. 
has signed a letter seeking to combat human trafficking. Unsurprisingly, its intent is to actually crack down on immigration, just using this as a whole virtue shield to, uh, you know, uh, make that happen. So the root cause of uh, child exploitation, as I think we all agree, is vulnerability in certain forms. You know, it could be economic, social, otherwise, political. We don't care about that, though. The movie doesn't say that. The movie says the main exp- no. vulnerability is just not having Ballard near you at a certain time uh, to with a gun. So the Biden administration is trying to create these sort of legal pathways for migrants seek asylum. Too little, too late, but that's my lefty two cents. And this is basically to prevent people from being smuggled by coyotes. But in this dipshit Republican logic... Oh, exploited in the labour market, all sorts of things. It's exactly. Actually been, uh, uh, it's actually been running... It's actually been a running sore for a long, long time, um, and it goes back to W's days, and, and I'm sure it predates that, where there was an estimated 15 million Americans who are illegals, and and and, and many of them were born uh, in the United States as yep. the children of illegal of illegals. So the, the, the way even W George W Bush was saying, okay, let's bring the bring these people into the tent. Let's yep. let's establish a, a process under which they can become citizens and all this sort of stuff. Because otherwise, these people are vulnerable to all forms of exploita- exploitation, yeah. labor exploitation in particular. And every He's now a Texas and then, there'll guy. be a he Republican or indeed a Democrat uh, exposed for having hired illegal uh, immigrants to clean their houses and look after their kids. Yep, happens. Tales all the time. It's fucking terrible. So, yeah, so just basically, you know, when it comes down to it, it's just, you know, using this thing to perpetuate a racist agenda is unsurprising and, of course, Republicans fucking doing it. At least Trump was honest and just said he doesn't like South Americans and thinks they're bad hombres in Mexico. I mean, like, you know, that was at least honest. Well, that was Mexicans, really. Yeah, it was Mexicans. But, you know. But I think it's it's, a sort of general, it had a general sort of vibe about Latin Americans. Yeah, and Ballard's fucking massive, vicious anti-immigration guy, Eduardo uh, Verastegui. Apparently he's running for president of Mexico now, which is a whole other story, which we'll probably get into in part two. Um, But they were presented with the letter. We should. um, Because, um, Mm. you know, it's just, it, this whole thing is just a right-wing mess. You can't – sorry, Jewel, they've already politicised it. Well, it has the potential to jump the divide. We'll talk a little bit about that later um, because you do have this, you know, at face value, this, you know, wear the T-shirt, buy the ticket. Yeah, buy the ticket save someone the kids. And, yep. say, and, and save the Nothing kids. Nothing partisan yeah. about saving the movie. kids. Yeah, that's right. We're all for kids. That's um, it. Pedophiles especially. The worst. <laughs> While the movie has taken the Republican world by storm, <laughs> Democrats are also getting pilled on the sound of freedom. Yeah. The polling firm Redfield and Wilton Strategies found that 59% of Democrats have a favourable or very favourable opinion of the film. Only 10% of said Democrats responded unfavourably. 65% of Republican voters have a, a favourable opinion of the film. 74% of Republicans thought the film was accurate and 57% of Democrats agreed. I went looking for this poll, Joel, because you you, you, you mentioned a little bit later that uh, this methodology might be a little bit unsound. Certainly, Redfield and Wilton Strategies, it's an English uh, yeah, they're legitimate. Uh, polling firm. Yeah. Oh, completely legit. But I went looking on their website and I couldn't find the poll. And I went back. So how many people, how many, so, you, you know, you were going to you were going to talk about the methodology. Um, article, uh, which I yeah, think you, you, I, yeah, I saw the news. Week piece. Yeah. I saw the numbers, and I don't doubt the numbers. But what I would like to see is 
because the this is essentially bipartisan support for, for yeah. the film. Yeah, I find it hard uh, to believe. And, to be and what I'd like, yeah, what I'd like to see is the numbers, and if it's yeah. a thousand people or two or two or three and or five where, or ten, and was it phone call? Yeah, was it yeah, in person? And where and how and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. But anyway, yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to see that. So basically, it's that thing, you know, like the. The, the methodology is tricky on that, but what it generally says, and it may very well be true, is that everyone's falling for Ballard's bullshit on both sides of the aisle, yep. which essentially means yeah, that everyone's yeah. stupid and gullible, especially when it comes to saving the kids. But, of course, the, the fervor, that sort of blatant virtue signal is distinctly coming from the Republican camp. You can't fucking deny that. But the movie is mostly about the hero's journey of the protagonist, Tim Ballard. Now, you may have heard that Ballard is a bit of a cunt. But after this, well, I think you did. You, you did hint at that. Yeah. yeah, I think you'll know that he's a genuinely shit person after this. So after doing all this research, it is genuinely painful to see this absolute fuckwit being praised as a hero by dimwits and cult members. Because fuck, man. I mean, like obviously the gears of the right wing fucking alt right space need to keep turning. The grift needs to keep going. Grist for the mill is what you tend to say. And this is just yep. another sort of con man in the QAnon sort of adjacent space, tricking idiots into giving money. And of course, propping up his narcissistic hero complex. But it's, it's so easy to just debunk as a human being. It's like shooting fish in a fucking barrel. In a very mercenary way, it's incredibly clever. It is because you know, if you if you if you extract ethics and morals from it, it, it he, he's at least looked at QAnon and these other sort of bizarre groups and yep. that sort of predate QAnon and and said this is a ripping way to make a quid. Not only that, but people think I'm I'm a hero. People think I'm a fucking hero. Yeah, he yeah. started this before Q, to be fair. He started yeah, no, all know, this thing before Q. You, yeah. But let's face it. I mean, when it comes down to it, sa- saving the kids is popular on a bad weekend and saving the kids to a cult of people who have been turned into a sort of weird death cult obsessed with saving children. Well, I mean, that's just that's just the world walking into your grift, you know. Um, he must really believe in God because he must think that God basically made QAnon happen to give him God's, money. Yeah, God's cutting checks. Yeah. And as you're going to find out in a moment, he has made a lot of fucking money out of this. He's Don't worry about Timmy. He's eating salmon He's okay. And He'll steak. be okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, yep. might, he, might, he might be able to buy a couple of his own T-shirts. Yes, he actually be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, it, and some vegan pea protein. So Ballard claims he worked for the CIA and has no evidence for this at all. Um, mm. He could get that. Uh, I think this Vice reported that the CIA have said that they would release any record they have on him if he agreed to do so. He has not agreed, not agreed. to no. do so. Um, no. And, of course, this is despite all these requests from the godless leftist media. And I just it, ma- it makes you nog and jog a little bit. Does one, yeah. What? Does make you wonder. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's full of shit. I wonder. Maybe the pea protein guy's full of shit. Give him so, a good squeeze and see if it comes out of his pores. That's uh, when you know if someone's full test. of shit. But no one's going to squeeze him because he's a hero and he's heavily armed. So the guy is a con man at best. Uh, and mm-hmm. while it takes far more effort to call out a lie than to say it, you know, it's a Brandolini's law thing here. Excellent journalists have kept this dickhead to account over many instances of just complete fabrications, including taking credit for the rescue of a young girl. This is the Liliana story, who bravely escaped her captors without assistance and only met Ballard and his crew of uh, Stolen Valor fuckheads years later 
um, and they took full credit for her uh, liberation. She did that herself. And there is, of course, the wild story of Earl Venton Buchanan, which was investigated Ooh. by Lynn Packer and Damien Moore for the website AustralianCrimeJournal.com. There you go. Ballard's often recounted origin story revolves around the rescue of a five-year-old boy named Pedro in 2006. Pedro was, according to the story, kidnapped by a human trafficker in Mexico as an infant and rescued by Ballard at the Mexico California border. His story claims that the five-year-old boy and his 10-year-old sister were being taken to Mexico for drug cartel parties. So they're actually in the United States and taken to Mexico. Is that right? So, yeah, yeah. so that's the, that's the thing. Basically, the idea here is that he's been kidnapped in Mexico because, you know, that's where people get kidnapped um, and then basically trafficked between the border. Um, that's the story, at least. Ah, right. So he's taken between- to Mexico for, for drug cartel parties and used as sex toys by drug kingpins. Pretty salacious. Once he was aware of this, Ballard, he realised he had to do more to save the kids and left his job to start. Oh, you are. Very abbreviated, but, you know, that's the sort of vibe here, you know. Apparently, Pedro gave him a a necklace, which then led to a search for his sister, an operation Ballard claims he mortgaged his house to pay for. The necklace is mentioned in the movie, but in a completely different context. Yeah, and the necklace gets sort of like bandied around as this sort of like, you know, ridiculous token of him being a fucking hero and the trust between him and children, but he just sort of place paste it all over the place but it's, it's all bullshit i mean like fucking ballard wasn't even there when buchanan was arrested just wasn't there yeah the five-year-old apparently named pedro was an american citizen that's what i was uh, thinking so uh-huh. so was so was buchanan pedro likely not his real name it's believed glenn beck made that up when telling a story on behalf of ballard at an event was not kidnapped they were going to visit his father in mexico uh-huh so you start to see what's happening here buchanan was as is statistically likely in these situations, a lifelong friend of the family. He wasn't a drug kingpin trafficker coyote fucking. He wasn't a bad guy. He didn't look like Trump's mugshot when he got photographed. The family gave permission for Buchanan to take the child out of the country as they were completely unaware of the horrific child abuse that he was being subjected to when he was alone with this trusted friend Buchanan. And that's how this shit fucking happens. So, Buchanan made the absolute rookie error of not bringing the child's ID. And as per procedure in situations like this, the car was searched. So child abuse material. Yeah, yeah, at the Mm -hmm. border, yeah, the Mexicali border. Child abuse material was found. Ballard wasn't there. Buchanan was arrested. Ballard wasn't there. Ballard Ballard turned up 45 minutes later, collected the tape for evidence, and then left to, you know, do policey stuff, which is fine. You've got your role in this. He's a member of ICE, right? He's a member of ICE. He's like in a sort of special department of the Homeland Security um, uh, thing. I can't remember the the name of it, but basically. ICE. That's the the No, he's in a a different um, part of. He's not in ICE. Homeland Security, which is like a part of. It's a a whole inter-acronym situation. But either way. Basically, Ballard, for some sort of insane reason, but let's face it, because he's a dickhead, lying grifter, he tells a story like basically he was the one who personally saved the child from his professional trafficker, which led to him starting Operation Underground Railroad because he had this necklace story and blah, blah, blah. And like I say, it's all completely fabricated. So the people involved are real. In these situations, there's always that kernel of truth. And one of the things that the American Crime Journal guy said um, was basically the way he fucked this up was when he told the story he said the name of the trafficker and he said it offhand like it didn't matter. But then the journo could go and find out the story and find out that he's fucking lying. But that's yeah. who Ballard is. 
He just makes up lies, centers himself in the story, hopes no one looks into it, and if someone does look into it, which people have done extensively, hopes that his fucking idiot base don't care, and they don't. And they don't, yeah. And they don't. So he asks for money, they give it to him, and just rinse and repeat. He just does it all again. Fucking asshole. Yeah, Bauer claims that it was the bureaucratic red tape of working on the border that made him launch Operation Underground Railroad. He was held back. The red tape that was holding him back, you know, it was that. It was the tape, damn it. The it handcuffs of tape. It was that bureaucratic red tape that led to the procedural search of the car that rescued the child. Oh, yes. No, so the bureaucratic red tape is good when it works, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Old mate, no procedure, probably would have let him pass through with a warning. Fucking libertarians. It's they like that, you know. Like, you know, it's, it's so annoying hearing him talk about how red tape is holding him back and then hear him talk about stories about how red tape saved kids and you're like, okay, pick a lane, Rambo. So I've been listening to Ballard talking about his operation on podcasts and basically is now arguing that the pedophiles are actually in the US now. Biggest market, lots of pedos, full of pedos. You walk walk past any building in the US, probably well, He's probably right about that. He probably is. But the thing is, he's not using that in a way that is constructive or, or helpful because he's just released a film which is based on the idea that South America's full of pedos and we need to kick their doors down. This is the angle. Bringing immigrant children into the country is basically for the purpose of sex trafficking. They're not coming for a better life. They're not coming to reunite with their families. They're being trafficked. And the solution is to build a border wall and keep them out. Ah, and- building the wall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? Legal immigration, just a pipeline for pedos. And that's why Biden, who is increasing legal immigration, apparently, is a pedo enabler. And he's not even increasing it that much. I mean, I wish I was making this up, but honestly, the way in which they're just weaponizing child sex trafficking to pursue a Trumpian agenda is insane. Look, let me just uh, just interrupt you there, Joel, and tell you that through the Biden administration, certainly in the first two years, the numbers of illegals crossing uh, the Mexican border into uh, California, Arizona, New Mexico uh, and Texas uh, <laughs> were, were, really, were really up. I mean, there was a huge increase, a surge of them. And, of course, let's not forget that when Trump was president, uh, some 300 children were separated from their parents in such a bureaucratic bungle that they could not actually be reunited reunited with their families. And these children, no no one's quite sure where they've ended up, but they've ended up somewhere in the American system. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's insane. It's so insane. And the other thing is that they're still talking, the Republicans are still talking about the wall. In the um, in the primary debate, the first uh, GOP primary debate oh, during the God, week. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, up. a number of them were saying, yes, I will build the wall. I will build the wall. You, I mean, I just, from memory, it's about 1,400 kilometres long. Yeah, so you're going to get what you get, get your shovel and go out there in your suit. Yeah, yeah I think it's even you. longer. Don't quote me on that, but but yes, from the from basically from San Diego all the way through to Texas, it's an enormous stretch of road. And we know that the various grifts that were being run uh, there, so you can pay for a bit of the wall yourself. Yeah, uh, yep, that, yep. <laughs> that went well. They, they, yeah, there they established about two hundred meters worth of the wall, and yep. and and then Trump. It wasn't Trump himself, but the Trump the Trump wall was basically um, 
uh, uh, being being shown to media, etc., and everyone was very proudly showing it off. Wonderful wall, great wall, looks fantastic. Uh, and then, uh, and, and and while they were filming all of this, someone just jumped over the wall and ran into the United States. <laughs> That's so good. So just to make things worse, you know, kick this shit can down the road. The story of Lillianne, which is sort of covered by various other podcasts, Keanu Anonymous did it. I think Tin Fall Tales mentioned it as well. It was a girl who was groomed from a young age and held captive by a man who lured her in using the Loverboy method, which is made popular by people who like Sound of Freedom and people who like Andrew Tate. Um, Andrew there's Tate. A fucking, there's a bit of a crossover there's there. Such a crossover, there? and you know he traffics. Tra- he's he's the he's the villain anyway. So. Apparently, she was forced to have sex with up to 15 men a day for money. Well, Ballard thought that wasn't quite sizzly enough, uh, so he rounded it up to 30, uh, which is weird, and then claimed oh. that she said that a border wall would have prevented her ordeal. Okay, that doesn't make any sense. He also claimed that she was kidnapped from her village. But that just fits that Sound of Freedom narrative, you know? Like, this whole thing is from these, like, impoverished villages. No, someone groomed her. Someone groomed her from a young age to make her dependent. And he claims that she thinks the war would have saved her, basically, let's face it, because it fits that fucked up anti-immigration narrative we just told you about. There you go. So like, yeah. it's pretty difficult to take that fucking like jewel folk singer seriously when she pontificates the hand on her chest saying how sad it is, this movie's political. But it's not just political, it's political manipulation. The whole fucking thing, the whole folk story, everything – Political manipulation. It's really fucking annoying. Yeah, the origin story the film tells is a different one. The story of Gardy Marty, mm. a child who was kidnapped in Haiti and has never been found. Yeah, this is fucked. So basically finding Gardy becomes this sort of like origin story mission for Ballard. And while I don't doubt that he genuinely wanted to find the kid and that the kid actually exists, and this is not only just for the intention of clout, but he probably does have a shred of humanity, even if it's incredibly fucking basic and misguided. But to help with this search, he employed a psychic name. Janet. And not only did he rely on the information from Janet to try and find the kid, which, surprise, surprise, didn't work, but when Mm. the psychic said that she knew where Gardy was, Ballard called his father and told him that he was about to be rescued. So the dad actually thought that the kid was being saved. He's in the boathouse. Don't worry, it's all under control. We've got him, it's fine. And look, this is just not how psychics work. I'm sorry, you can go to a psychic and you can get a lot of rewarding experience from it, but they're not going to tell you the lot of numbers and they're not going to tell you where your dead kid is, okay? So if that's your thoughts, don't. But this is the fucking thing, man. Like, whether Ballard is, like, malicious or stupid is so hard to know. But this is one of those times where I'm like, you know what? Maybe he is just a fucking idiot, you know, just sort of like Elon Musk. Okay, you made some money, but you grifted it, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it's difficult. But see, Gardy was kidnapped in December 2009, which is quite some time ago, and they haven't found him. But until recently, find Gardy hats could be bought on the OUR website for $40. Oh, no. Isn't that just great? You can get Gardy yeah. merch. It's very Coney 2012. Yeah, who's still in Haiti, presumably. Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, it's just fucking crazy. Yeah, years later in 2013, in the early days of Operation Underground Railroad, Ballard hatched a plan to create a reality TV series about rescuing children in the classic Sound of Freedom style of turning up, asking criminals to supply kids to abuse, and then kicking down doors to save Mm -hmm. them. Except this would be on TV with a call to action for donations all throughout. Licence to print money, Fuck really. Yeah. Gee, gee, the lawyers would have been, network lawyers would have been just a little bit nervous. <laughs> um, fellow Mormon, Glenn Beck, was on board to help fund the endeavour as a producer, but they also went on the publicity circuit to raise money for the new organisation at speaking events and fundraisers with the captivating cause of saving children from sex trafficking. 
Everyone wants to save kids. Mm -hmm. The organisation, as it was, had conducted no raids, had done nothing to save children. But Ballard still waxed lyrical about heroic operations to save kids that supposedly happened during his time working for the government. Of course, this is the same government that prevented any kind of meaningful action due to red tape. Yeah. Damn that red tape. Yeah. Never mind that blatant contradiction, listeners. That happens a lot when Ballard opens his mouth. Fucking does. It's just like, mate, oh, so the red tape was holding you back, but you also all jumped from the ceiling uh, that time when you saved all the kids. Okay, cool. Let's just, let's figure out the midpoint on that and just say it. So Beck was a huge pusher of these stories. I mean, he would repeat the bullshit Ballard had told him about operations where, and this is, the, this is basically the quote, once money changed hands, Navy SEALs dropped out of the ceiling and saved the children. So Ballard was still working as an ICE uh, officer. And like I say- He was in ICE. Well- Yeah, he was at the time. uh, It's a Homeland Security thing and it's a blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, there's a whole bureaucratic thing. So I've had to put this one in after the edit because, yeah, I wanted to clear this one up because we stumbled over it a couple of times in the episode. And what indeed was Ballard's job title and who was it with? Like I had a few titles thrown around. There was Homeland Security. There was ICE, ICE, which stands for Immigration and Customs Enforcement. So I went looking for his resume. And his Wikipedia page is mostly from the OUR years onwards. So that was pretty useless. But he did testify before Congress. There he says that he began his career at the CIA working with cases dealing with terrorism and Latin America. That's pretty broad. So what we have heard, which may or may not be true, that he worked for the CIA for a year. So here's a guy who starts a job at the CIA at the start of his career and is immediately put into counterterrorism. I don't know. That sounds like bullshit to me. It just seems like something you sort of work your way up to. So what I was looking for is this. He was a special agent for the Department of Homeland Security in the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force. That was his job. This does exist, and the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force is a task force. It exists across over 5,000 law enforcement agencies, basically bringing them all together to share intelligence and work around capturing kitty fiddlers and you know child porn peddlers and whatever. It's not an agency in itself. You work for an agency and that's connected to the thing, blah, blah, blah. But this kind of explains why he was involved in the arrest of Buchanan at the Mexicali border, because he went to retrieve the child sex abuse video material and then left to analyze it and use it as evidence. Of course, in his stories, he claims that he was central to the operation because he's always the fucking hero and has to be the center of everything. And he's a pathological fucking liar. So he was a guy that worked on internet crimes and taking that evidence was part of his job. This all checks out. That's cool. Obviously, it's lying about the story, but I'm double-checking the the working of others, and yeah, okay, cool. He claims his job was doing undercover operations, but when he talks about these operations and how they played out, people involved in actual operations have questioned the authenticity of the stories. Now, is this because he's just a bit of a bullshit artist and he's embellishing the stories that did sort of happen, or he just straight up wasn't involved and he's making the entire fucking thing up? I don't know. It's very hard to disprove bullshit. That's you know, sort of a Brandolini's law issue. I can't seem to find any record of him working for ICE, yet this is sort of commonly reported. And I think this might be a misunderstanding, but also ICE does fall under the organization chart of the Department of Homeland Security. And he claims to have spent a lot of time on the border, which is a part of his whole, we need to build a border wall shtick. So maybe he's lied about it in the past. Maybe that's a part of his remit that he works interdepartmental. Into I don't really know. But in an article that he wrote for Desiree News, Desiree, I don't know, called Tim Ballard, I've fought sex trafficking at the border. This is why we need a wall. Ballard says in the article that he worked for Homeland Security Investigations. So I'm just going to go with that. Now, Ballard 
also in this article extensively lies about the Liliana story, using her to argue for a wall, using quotes from her, which I don't know are truly from her. So this is covered extensively in the Vice article by Merlin and Marchman called A Famed Anti-Sex Trafficking Group Has a Problem with the Truth from December 2020, way before the the movie came out. I could go down this rabbit hole for days, but the article does it justice, and there's going to be an extensive bibliography in the show notes if you need to look into this further. But all of this leads to my absolute favorite bit, because his resume, which he clearly wrote himself, claims he was an undercover operative for the US child sex tourism jump team. It's interesting. Jump team. I've heard that somewhere before. See, that's the term the OUR uses for their little fucking foreign Rambo squad. So yeah, under fur- upon further inspection, that doesn't seem to exist. The only results I could find of this so-called jump team were, you guessed it, from Ballard and OUR themselves. So when he talks about Navy SEALs jumping from the roof when the money changed hands, and actual Navy SEALs called out this is bullshit, well, yeah, I mean, it looks like he made it all up. But this thing, even fucking Congress believed his bullshit. It's just fucking amazing. So in summary, he worked for Homeland Security as a special agent that worked with the Internet Crimes Against Children Task Force, and that bit does seem to be true. And that is good work. I mean, good. And the rest just seems like classic Ballard bullshit with that really weird Trumpy border wall shit thrown in. Fucking gross, man. But the raids were likely completely made up. I mean, the stories worked. But the raids were likely made up. And here's some sort of reasons why. Because look, let's just go. Let's just let's just preface this with saving kids is a very popular concept. So when Beck said they needed money to make the show to execute raids and shine light on this horrible practice that could be solved if you just gave us money, he raised three hundred thousand dollars on the spot. Because people thought, oh shit, if I give you wow. money, shit's gonna get saved. Of course you're gonna give money. Cause it's no brainer, right? He raised over a million dollars for the project in a very short amount of time. But of course, as is the nature with these grifts, the television show never actually happened. Mm, legaled out of the water, I dare say. I would say they just didn't fucking bother um, and then just started OUR anyway. But the OUR-based productions that would follow were made uh, to varying degrees of commercial success. So I'm not saying that nothing happened and The Sound of Freedom is the first time they've hit the movies. But the, the reality TV stuff. show But the reality happen. TV show yeah. they planned and they I'm going to say that got legaled out of the water. For just, uh, certainly if it was going to run on any major, major commercial network, network yeah. it would be ooh, it could be the case very very dicey you just have just be- my theory is more nefarious which is that basically that they were um uh more intending to just sort of steal money and then uh figure out what to do with it later well it's, it's just rem- to remind her about that sort of show first 48 well i think it's just called 48 that you know journalists running around with with police investigating murders the uh and it's a long-running series i think they ran 12 or 13 series they got blown out of the water when a raid on a home and i'm trying to think of the american city it may well have been dallas uh they raided a home and looking for a, a, a felon uh, wanted Fallon and shot a four-year-old girl dead, um, oh. and that was it. And that was pretty much the end of that program. Well, I mean, look, this is a similar thing that happened uh, later as well with uh, Meg Conley, who we bring up later in the show. She went on a raid with them, and basically Ballard was like, you know, come down here, we'll show you what's happening, blah blah blah. And she was just in the room; she had no idea it was going on. And his entire purpose for bringing her there was to write an article on her to drum up more publicity, of course, basically just to make uh, more money. Uh. And when, like, she was so gaslit and so fucking enamored by this fucking blue eyed, boxy dickhead who just basically just lied to her until she'd turn up. And then she goes home and the, her partner picks her up and it's just like, 
what the fuck? She's telling the story. And he's like, what the fuck is this Ballard guy doing? He could have got you killed. And she's like, what? And he's like, oh my God, do you not realize that you were just in a dangerous situation where guns were drawn and you had no idea what was going on? It just shows what a master manipulator this guy is. Well, yeah. When you had, in the case of 48, what you had was um, uh, this really unusual and unethical sort of collusion between police and the production That's company. That's what's happening here and, as well, yeah. And and so when this event occurred where there was a film crew outside as police went inside to make an arrest, four-year-old girl was shot dead. Fuck. Then immediately all of the footage was seized. Yeah. Every bit of it yeah. was seized. The and, and then yeah. – and then it, you know, everyone realised at that point that police basically own this stuff yeah. and you will only see the stuff that police will want you to see yep. in these sorts of reality TV true crime shows. It's a nightmare and I guarantee if you're a television executive and someone someone pitches you an idea like that, you go, no. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, all the sizzle in the world, no. Just yeah. no. Yeah. Anywho, a year or so later in 2014, Operation Underground Railroad started looking at conducting operations. They needed original content to get the real money coming in. Their website was full of what Ballard would call sizzle. Mm -hmm. Fanciful claims, really, to get people excited and make the organisation sound legit. One of the members of the team, Steve Hutch. Well, Starsky. Where's Starsky? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Steve Hutch was a master sergeant in the Navy Seals. Oh, that's a big rank. Mm. That's very important. That's that's a big guy. Yeah, master sergeant. A master sergeant. The problem with this is that the rank doesn't exist in the Seals. Oh. I just want to just want to just rake away here, Joel. I've looked at the Stolen Valor sort of stuff quite a lot, and uh, there are 10 times more people in the US claiming, generally men, claiming to be, <laughs> <laughs> claiming to be Navy Seals then there actually have been no Oh, themselves. wow, that is so bad. It's a big stolen valour issue. Yeah. And, and they'll often say, I mean, it's a stolen valour thing. It's quite separate from what we're discussing here. But yeah. they'll say, oh, no, 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 you can't find my military records because, you know, I was working in the shadows. Yeah, you know. Ballard says that. So, yeah. yeah. it's it's a stolen valour grift. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's it. Look, yeah, I, I had a guy come up to me asking for money for the veterans um, in a Greyhound station in Detroit, and I don't think he was a veteran. I don't think he was. I think he lied to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, 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 very upsetting. So, look, this is just another fancy-sounding lie from Ballard. Fuck, add it to the pile. I mean, Steve Hutch likely doesn't even exist. But Paul Hutchinson does, and we're going to fucking talk about him. He's a producer of Sound of Freedom and an undercover operative who is associated with Ballard. He's not a Navy SEAL, but a real estate developer who really likes Kramagar. Um, uh, you guys might know that from Avi Yemeni. Uh, we are going to fuck him up in the next episode. I am going to rip this cunt from limb to limb. Not a Navy SEAL, but a real estate developer who would like to be a Navy oh, SEAL. Oh, yeah. And every now and then when he has a few drinks, we'll tell his friends that, yeah, I could have been a Navy SEAL. Oh, yeah. No, um, he tells podcasts and I think he's a teetotaler. So, um, yeah, take down that whole lower my inhibitions before I lie to people about stolen valor and then just <laughs> make it natural because that's where he's at. He's a real fuckwit. Over the following years, Ballard would testify before Congress and visit the White House to be lauded as a hero that saved the kids. Uh, that would have been Obama time and uh, Trump No, time. I think he only went Trump. Okay. I don't think he went. He was also making a fortune doing it. While Ballard was CEO of Operation Underground Railroad, his base salary was $525,958 US. Yep. 
yep. for 2022 with a 20K bonus. Not bad. So uh, man, what are we talking about? About 800 Australian a year. Yeah. That's not bad. He also paid his wife and son a cool 164000 from our funds just for being them. Yeah. Um, yep. Of the 27.6 mil they took in that year, 14.8 went in salaries. Now, I'm not sure mm. how much the kid got paid. Because um, that was just a part of one of the American Crime Journal um, sort of uh, investigations, but the fucking balls on this guy to be this child saver and take all that money and not only pay himself an outrageous amount of money, but then I'm guessing through tax loopholes and whatnot, give his wife and son a salary as well. You're like, mate. Yeah, you- who would have had minor, minor sort of employment roles there that they either did or didn't do. Someone's hand is in the fucking piggy bank. So not only that. But he was also taking a salary from his other nonprofit, the Nazarene Fund, which is a Glenn Beck organization. He was taking $100,000 a year. And, like, I mean, that's insane. Nice work if you can get it. So that's also alongside the three thirty five dollars uh, 500 that he was making in 2021 for that because, you know, above that was 2022. Uh, either way, basically, we don't know how much he took in 2022 from the Nazarene Fund alongside his, you know, 525958 and all the rest. But let's just say this as a general thing, throwing some numbers around, he's getting fucking paid. He's getting really he's getting well paid, paid. Extremely well. And this is the money that's I also love the disclosed. name of the Nazarene Fund. I know. Um, it's gross. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just going to clamour. It's just going to get a clamour from your religious folk. Oh, 100%. It? It's just complete manipulation. Uh, it's Glenn Beck. I mean, what, what can you say? So Ballard is also have said to run a network of companies that provide services to OUR, big invoices, which may have resulted in even more money being funneled out of the organisation, away from the children, and into his filthy little pockets that is hearsay mm. though um that's just something that really wasn't yes. i couldn't substantiate allegedly. that so allegedly allegedly but one of the reasons why he parted ways with our is that he was allegedly misusing donor funds um so this would of course be separate from his publicly known salary and let's just say that's one of the reasons why spoiler alert the other is because he's really handsy <laughs> So, oh, I see. yeah, so OUR is since part of Ways of Ballard, uh, as we just said. We'll get to why that is in a bit, but like I said, here's a hint two hands, no fucks. Um, mm-hmm. well, actually, no, two hands, some fucks in some cases. So, the organization had a casual $68 million in the bank in 2020, taking $45 million in contributions and spending a whopping $973,455 wow. on program services. That sounds low. The children it does a little bit. The children didn't get much of that. Around about two percent. So around about two percent of all all funds are used to stop yeah. child sex trafficking. Two percent. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So yeah, when they say there's no aftercare, I don't think they're lying. I think they're telling it. There's no aftercare. Okay. Cool. I uh, can't afford that. I'm afraid. Yeah. Not, not not on the not on the tight budget we've got. Sorry, you've been saved. And that's sort of our remit. So if you could just yeah. go to that payphone over there and uh, and take care of yourself, that'd be great. So <laughs> cherry on top of the Ballard cake is the fact that he claims that all of this was a divine mission. Unfucking surprisingly, he was sent by God to save the children. Blah blah blah. Of he was. Yeah, uh, it's just. Shut the fuck up. He was also sent by God to turn the kids into Mormons and make money doing it. Um, and this oh, is really Mormon God. This fucking I found. I had to actually look pretty hard to find this, mostly in the American Crime Journal work, but um. I'm just going to say that does sound a lot like child trafficking. It sounds a lot. So yes, so trafficked children uh, are being um, um, being being brought being being sort of um, uh, 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 rehabilitated 
and then sent to Mormon families. Yes, that's happening. Yeah. So basically- That is a little bit like child trafficking. Well, in 2019, Ballard held a meeting at which attendees were to sign a NDA and Ballard laid out his plan on a whiteboard to further monetize his child sex slave rescue nonprofit and use this plan to basically proselytize prospective converts to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So that is from American Crime Journal there. And the article goes on to say this. Uh, Yes. uh, On a whiteboard, Bellow presented the strategy, each member's role, and the respective organisations such as the Nazarene Fund, we mentioned before, Children Need Families. (laughs) Creative. they do. (laughs) Liberty and Light Equity Trust. Uh Hmm. Little shadow, a little bit more shadowy, and many others funneling donor money into his for-profit slave stealers LLC. Yep. Why would he need an LLC? It will move on. Yep. And how to launder donor money each step of the way by creating a labyrinth of non-profits and for-profits exchanging money. This is where the grift is, folks. Should his plan progress and he was able to funnel enough liquid cash into his personal bank accounts, Ballard would then open low-cost, run-down LDS orphanages in Haiti. Ballard estimated he could make about $20,000 per adoption to Mormon couples in America. Mm-hmm. Haitian children growing up in Utah, it's... It's 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 not normal. No, it, it's it, it not. Would not be good for them. Turning them into Mormons in a place that I'm just going to go on a limb and say is mildly racist. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's fun. So while this is completely fucked up, it gets even worse. I know that sounds bad. We're only at the start. So it's well known these operations were conducted with local law enforcement. Basically, consisted members of their so-called jump team, the OUR jump team, because that's a sizzly name, going into impoverished areas in Haiti and Colombia, flashing cash and asking locals where they could find some kids, and then organizing the raid with local police. So when they turn up with kids, oh, they get, get the crims. So essentially, yeah, this is, this is. Oh yeah, business as usual, right? So essentially, they created the demand for kidnapped children, executed, and then executed the raid, and you know, filmed it, and that's the thing. So the criminals in question, these desperate, impoverished shit kickers who hang around at local bars, are sent to jail. Fair enough, fuck them. And the kids are heroically saved and, like I say, it makes content. But it's also said that if the local pimps came back with girls or boys of age, you know, maybe over 18 or 16 or whatever, they would yeah. flash even more cash and demand they brought back children. Reject the reject mm. the goods. Say, no, these sex workers are no good. We want kids. So you've got to ask yourself, were these children sex slaves or were they simply kidnapped by local gangs who were basically given a huge cash incentive to provide kids for a rich foreigner. Yeah. I mean, they're creating sex tourism. So if it's the latter, the next bit here is the real fucking kicker. This is incredibly jarring. So this is Tim Ballard as part of a publicity circuit for OUR on Fox 13 in Utah. He was asked, what is the plan to heal them permanently? And his answer heal. was, yeah, heal them permanently. There was Fox that asked that. And his answer was. And that's where we come in. We have our aftercare department and we start planning that first because if we can't figure that out, we're not going to do the rescue operation. Bullshit. And when you take these kids in, it's not just a short time. You know, a puppy's not for Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is a lifetime potential, Bullshit. he said. We're prepared to take these kids and put them in a place where they can heal for years and years and that. Gives you the context on why Fox used that term mm-hmm. because he's used it earlier, mm-hmm. where they can heal for years and years until they're ready to stand on their own. Mm-hmm. We can't assume that's that there's parents waiting to receive them because generally that's not going to happen because there was no family. 
that's why they got into this. Amazing. So, so no mother, no mother, no mother or father alive. We're just taking these kids away, and we're just going to say, "Oh, look, there's no family. Don't worry, no, they don't want you back. Yeah. You know, there's no good." So basically, let's just let's just sum that up. Basically, they create demand. Well, it's a it's a, it's a criminal racket. Well, yeah. You go on, you go on, you explain it, but that's what that's that's the way it's coming coming across to me. So they create demand in an impoverished area. Yeah. And they arrest the bad guys and film it to get more donations. They save the children, but instead of then working with the kids to reunite them with their families, they assume that they don't have one, or maybe the yeah. family is complicit in their kidnapping or something along those lines. They take them to an orphanage, which they run themselves as an LDS non-profit organization, only to then sell them off to Mormon families in Utah for $20,000 a pop with like what I can imagine is zero oversight. These guys are fucking libertarian cowboys and they're doing this to make an actual profit for an LLC. That's child trafficking. It is. It is. It is the working definition of child trafficking. Like, it's fucking insane. They're already charging tech bros and bored millionaires like seventy thousand dollars a week to go and join them on raids and play Rambo. That's a good money maker. You don't need to sell the kids after. Mm. Fuck me. It's They're not pea awful, protein, awful, Ballard. Awful. Anyway, so do you want to say something to that? Because I'm fucking. Yeah, look, I mean, that's the business model. That's, that's what it is. I mean, or, or indeed, when they don't have that sort of level of sophistication, that extension into Utah Mormon families, then the, the basically what, 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 what happens to the kids in that, you know, these kids growing up in orphanages? I mean, they're going to basically run away, aren't they? Well, yeah. I mean, well, they're probably going to run away to try and find the fucking family they've been denied seeing. Yeah, I'm going to try and, you know, mum, mum who I haven't seen for two years since the bad people with cameras came and took me away. Exactly. I mean, fuck, man. It's so insane. And look, you know, this, and it's such an easy market because the supply and demand curve for children in Utah, the demand is infinite. They have like, harems of like 12 children Caviezel's adopted kids Ballard's adopted kids they all just adopt kids like I think Ballard's got yeah. something like 10 kids in his little fucking stable adoption law, adoption laws in the United States are absolutely terrible and unacceptably bad they're much harsher here and and, and I would argue probably go too far the other way yeah. but um but yeah, I mean, when you've got this ease, you know, when Madonna's running around buying children in Africa and raises her own yeah, and all this sort of stuff, on. you know you're on a you're on a moral um, a slippery slope there. Yeah. Uh, so we have quoted the Vice articles a lot, um, and you should definitely check those out if you want to know further. But if you want to get really hard down the rabbit hole into the really extensive shit, the articles by Packer and Moore, we'll put those in the show notes as well. Um, they're on AmericanCrimeJournal.com. Take some things with a grain of salt because I found some of their claims hard to substantiate. But yep. at the same time, um, they have been threatened with legal action by Ballard, which did not get followed through, which is often for a good reason. Uh, isn't that funny? Yeah. Didn't people say, oh, look, I'm going to issue writs? I like those guys who actually set up little calendars on their websites and say, number of days yeah, number, since. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, you, since, you uh, had that with Ozzy Cossack, Ballard, which is pretty funny. with a writ. Yeah, Ozzy Cossack was, I'm going to sue you. And you're like, yeah, go. Do it. Have fun. Fuck an idiot. Um, Ballard actually used a uh, law firm, which is well known in Utah, for basically trying to talk down victims of child abuse from the church um, and silence them with money. That's his law firm. Yeah, That's the law firm he chose. Yeah. Anyway. Okay, so I'm adding this one in from the editing desk because I think this needs to be covered at least a little bit, but I don't want to go too far with it. 
So the law firm is named Curtin McConkie, which is admittedly a very funny name, and they are known for operating what is called a catch-and-kill scheme on behalf of the LDS Church in Utah. This is from the American Crime Journal, and they actually received the legal threat that the cease and desist on their letterhead, so they sort of knew that they were using them. While it's alleged that the law firm has covered up for perpetrators in the church and failed to notify authorities about instances of child sex abuse, they've also admitted to instances of this happening. So it's not just alleged, it's um, they've admitted it. So yeah, they have form. It's established. They also use non-disclosure agreements to silence victims. Classic church move. They operate a helpline, this is fucked, for Mormon clergy members to report these things and then they intercept the complaint before it reaches authorities and effectively catch and kill any of these issues before they become a problem for the church. So the helpline doesn't employ counsellors because that's not what it's for. It's simply a way for the law firm to catch these complaints that have been reported to clergy or observed by clergy before they go to police and become public and to advise them to shut the fuck up and leave it alone. So, I mean, the entire thing is around protecting the church and completely ignoring active child sex abusers. So one example of this was a bishop named John Herod. He was told by the helpline not to report a case of abuse being perpetrated by a member of his church to police, and he didn't. He kept the secret for seven years, and the child was continually abused during this point, and also other daughters, one of them being an infant. This is fucking awful. The bishop himself is protected under privilege, but he has to live with the fact that he enabled years of abuse. But this law firm did this shamelessly because they set up systems to ensure this would happen, simply to protect the church and keep the money coming in. This is fucking insane. And this is one of many examples that this law firm perpetuated child sex abuse by hiding it away from authorities. This this law firm has so much blood on their hands. So yeah, the Mormons' track record on child sex abuse is pretty fucked. It's not quite as bad as the Catholics, very famous for it, but they're on the leaderboard. And this Curtin McConkie rabbit hole is so deep and covered in detail by Damian Moore on American Crime Journal. I've taken just the cliff notes. But just to keep this on subject, this is the law firm that not only Ballard uses, but OUR had on retainer. And as they say in the article, how can any organization, any legitimate one for that matter, claim they are rescuing women and children overseas from sex traffickers and yet hire Curtin McConkie? Good fucking question, Damien. Not only that, but in the article, they report that victims of child sex abuse at the hands of these LDS church members reached out to Ballard to be rescued and they were fucking ignored. But apparently there's no sizzle in that story. You know, it's bad for business. So yeah, I just, I had to get that off my chest because that was really pissing me off. On with the show. Yeah, but let's look at why Ballard and O-U-R cut ties. He doesn't like talking about yeah. it, funnily enough, and continues to call himself the founder of O-U-R. Which isn't wrong, I guess. I mean, like, it's not a lie. Um, so this is actually in a video, and you know, you guys know how much I hate watching videos. So an anonymous source told Vice magazine tech outlet Motherboard, I'm going to miss Vice. Um, they're actually quite good. Yeah, like a lot of their programming. Yeah. I like, you know, I like their website. Bit hipstery. Yeah, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a great shame. Yeah. Oh, well. You know who founded it, don't you? Yeah, I do. Proud Boys. Gavin McGuinness, what a world. And then I think uh, and then I think News Corp bought it. Yeah, News Corp bought it. And, um, yeah. and now they've just done another MySpace on it. Oh, well, what can you do? Um, so basically, an OUR employee 
who accompanied Ballard, allegedly, allegedly, on an OUR operation abroad, filed a complaint against him with their internal HR department after the trip. And it is claimed the following investigation resulted in his departure from the organization. Oh, did mm. they find something? Do tell. Don't know. Because according to employees OUR, there are other internal investigations being conducted about allegations against Ballard as well. But the results of the investigation mm. are subject to NDA agreements and will not be publicly released. What a surprise. Non-disclosure, you mean their, yes, you mean yeah, their yeah, non-disclosure yeah. agreements? That's right, yeah. Generally not worth the paper they're written on these things. Yeah, but, but yeah. If you have got, if you have, if you are dealing with a company or an institution that's that's lawyered up, they will exercise their, shall we say, legal privileges under those NDAs. As Meredith Bergman said to me once, the process is the punishment when it comes to legal action, and you just never want to be in court. And the more I learn in law school, yeah. the more that fucking becomes true. Um, unless you use it for publicity. So yeah, if someone wants to sue us, it would be a really good bump. We'd get a lot of listeners, and the crowdfund would be massive. So we'll have, we'll, we'll have you come in and sign an NDA. <laughs> <laughs> so shortly after Ballard was reached out for comment by Motherboard, Ballard released a video on social media telling followers to expect more lies about him from the mm. godless leftist media who are- I don't know what kind of lies, but there will be lies. There will be. There will be lies. Um, and that they, the godless leftist media were running interference for human traffickers. So oh, yeah. anyone against oh, yeah. me is a pedophile. It's just a classic yeah. line, um, and it works. I mean, look, you know, if you look at the comment section on anything about this film, anyone who dares question Ballard is a pedophile. Um, these people are fucking idiots. So it's also yeah, been course. said that he has engaged yeah. in seven extramarital affairs, although this is hearsay from a Twitter account. Well, let's not kink shame the guy. Well, look, you know, oh, <laughs> look, not- if you want to dip your finger in a lot of pots, I'm not going to get angry at you, but if you're going to then hide behind God and take photos with your wife who you are actively lying yeah. to, yeah, yeah, and it's kind of important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah you know, it's it's not so great, but um, but yeah, look, so like you know, and do take that with a grain of salt because, like I said, it was like a Twitter account that's like uh, exposing Tim Ballard or some shit. There was yeah. no source for it, um, but yeah. So just to give you an idea of what kind of behaviour happens on these tech bro funded raids, Vice reported that OUR were being investigated for, and this is a paragraph of charges: whether our whether. OUR operators have engaged in sexual acts with human trafficking victims. Good. Oh, yep. lordy. Nice. Whether operators have been intoxicated while on missions. Not so bad in my opinion. Mm. I like I like this. Whether OUR operations have created demand for trafficking victims. Yes. Very important to look at that. And whether OUR has committed human trafficking itself, as we kind of indicated, uh-huh. by enticing people who are not previously traffickers with large sums of money. It just it, mm. it sums it up. Like the first bit is really intense. I mean, basically you got this situation where you got these like hyped up dude bros with a like massive Rambo complex, testosterone running all throughout the room. They're all Mormons and so no one's having a wank at night. Basically their balls are supercharged and they save these victims. But then, well, they have sex with them because let's face it, what happens on tour stays on tour. Oh, don't worry. She was already a slut. I mean, like. Well, that's that's. I mean, that's that's possible. Allegedly, 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 but, allegedly but, yeah, yeah. Whether our operations have created demand for trafficking victims, I think that's the really critical point. Oh, it's disgusting. Um, and we talked about the money being thrown around in in developing in the developing world, yep. where twenty American dollars can buy you just about anything. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and these are the things. These are the things that should be the subject of FBI 
investigations. Well, they are. That's that's what that's who's investigating. I believe it's the FBI. Well, I know. I mean, yeah. these these are the things that should be, and, yeah. and man, they should be making some arrests. They should be. Yeah. Tim Ballard should be in fucking jail soon. Yeah, soon, soon, well, soon. Well, you know, we'll we'll see how the next uh, the next sort of few months go on. But that is the thing, basically. You know, um, you know, Vice was quoting this sort of scoop from uh from American Crime Journal, mentioning that Ballard was either intending to or has sent some of these rescue children to the USA in exchange for large sums of money. Oh, we've already said that. That's, that's, that's child trafficking. That is just straight-out child trafficking. That's very bad. So fellow Mormon and mum blogger Meg Conley, and I, I use mum blogger because I looked at what she did and uh, and that's what I thought it was. I, I hope that doesn't trivialise her um, her work, but it sounds like that's kind of what she does, um, which is fine. It's a, it's a thing in itself. So Meg Conley published her story in Slate about her experience joining Ballard on a raid in 2014. She wrote the article years later. Um, she sort of sat on it and then went holy shit i need to fucking talk about this so in the article Uh she said quote i was told two of the children had been trafficked for the first time that day it didn't seem to occur to anyone Mm -hmm. that our may have created a demand after the sting i asked people on the jump team where the 26 kids were taken i was given only vague answers aftercare wasn't really their focus i was told but they partnered with people who did it well Mm, this is all very suspicious but then she found out later in a report on the same raid by Foreign Policy, this. Excellent news source, by the way, Foreign Policy listeners. uh, Get on it if you can. It is a paid site. In 2014, after OUR's first operation in the Dominican Republic, a local organisation called the National Council for Children and Adolescents quickly discovered it didn't have the capacity to handle the 26 girls rescued. That aftercare, that they were terrific. Uh They were released in less than a week, so those 26... Which is really And you know what could have happened? OUR could have just paid for a fucking hotel. They have so much oh, money. They could, there's so much, so they much could money. Have done, they could have had a secured paying, location. They were paying Ballard and his child and his wife money. Too busy yeah. paying Ballard's kids money. Fucking insane. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, look, so Ballard and his mates, they came into town, they convinced local criminals to kidnap some kids and delivered them to a rented house. The Criminals were arrested and fuck them. I mean, like, you know, if you can kidnap children, you're not a good person. And the kids were saved. Great. They had no plan to take care of the kids afterwards, so they just released them. Good luck. You know, go with the police, see what happens. Oh, would you like some money? No. <laughs> well, the lease, the lease has run out, so yeah. off you go. Yeah. Pack, pack your bags. Oh, the Airbnb need us to clean. Yeah. Can we keep the kids behind no. to help us? <laughs> Please take please take this complimentary OUR t shirt. Oh yeah, or you can take all the soaps from the bathroom too, like they like they let you have them, really. It's like it's totally normal in these places. So once one would hope that they turned up back with their families. We don't really know what the deal is. But apparently it was revealed in letter testimony uh, looking into this situation. The local organization actually lost track of some of the kids. They just wandered off. So pinch from home because Ballard wants to make some content and then just lost. Cool. Cool. So the raid's actually on YouTube, on the OUR YouTube channel. It's called Your Donations in Action, if you just wanted to make it uh, all that money again. And it's fucking gross. The guns are drawn at one point. I actually didn't really watch it. I just sort of skipped through it. Ballard, when he's being arrested, he's on the floor and he smiles to the camera with this greasy, like, oh, this was fucking cool sort of look. And people want this. Like, what, how is this good? This is bad. This is really, really bad. So after OUR, Bala went on to, as I said, uh, CEO of the Nazarene Fund. It's the Glenn Beck-backed organization. He was getting $100,000 a year on that, uh, you know, alongside the half mil from OUR. And basically, he went on to be CEO, but then he got the ass. 
And the Nazarene Fund actually yeah, haven't commented on why too. they got rid of him. Yeah, so he got kicked out Gone of OUR. from there too. And yeah, so there were actually- uh, He really is. There were concerns from OUR apparently um, saying that he would continue his bad behaviour at any organisation that he would move on to. And then he did, and then he did. That's, that's what generally seems to be the sort of um, the, the understanding here. So, look, Ballard is now the founder of this new organisation called the Spear Fund. Uh, oh, there's some. Yes, yeah, there's some more Bible rhetoric. Yep, and that's under the non-profit, as we said before, Liberty and Light. Um, and basically, yeah. he's just a money-making machine. Uh, he went on Tim Pool and raised fifty thousand um, dollars, just spinning bullshit, opening wallets, and just you know calls calls to action. And basically, with the Sound of Freedom, like I say, man, like he, he he's been given yeah. a license to print money. It's like that's it. He's, yeah, he's going to make a fortune. He's going to make he, so he, much he, money. He already has made a fortune. He's going to sell enough pea protein to buy a house in Surrey Hills. <laughs> he's selling goddamn <laughs> such a cunt. Bastard. What an absolute bastard. Oh, my God. Most of the information in this episode predates the sound of freedom, but like anything that shines a light on someone dodgy as fuck, the attention has brought these investigations to the surface. Ballard should be universally condemned for being a dangerous and terrible person, but instead he is a darling of right-wing media and a hero to literally millions of people. Yeah, it's fucking sickening. Uh, in part two, we're going to look at the Rambo effect of the movie, have a bit of a chat about foreign fighters and their sort of potential role in this. Um, that's more your, uh, that's your thing. I'm going to make you, make you look into that. Uh, and basically shine some light on one of the producers, as I said before, Paul Hutchinson, who is a malignant narcissist and an undercover operative for OUR, who thinks that, uh, being qualified to handle children in developing countries and save them from traumatic situations is basically whether you can poke them in the eyes quickly. So... He's been involved with raids that have seen children produced and rescued for content donations. He's a massive part of all this scummy shit that's been happening. I think that he has actually possibly parted ways with Ballard since as a result of Ballard just being an outright cunt. But to be honest, these guys are two sides of the same coin. It's just that this guy wasn't played by Jim Caviezel. Oh, there'll, there'll be there'll be a huge number of copycats going about Oh, this fuck too, yeah. yeah. And this guy, the more I know about this guy, the more he creeps me out. He's on a big podcast circuit. He's got an Instagram account where he's making a lot of slick content. He's got a lot of money yeah. and he wants to be a hero, but he really is just a piece of shit. It is all about him. He's a fucking Mormon. Um, it's going to be depressing, will, but it's going to be fun. This will end very, very badly. Yes, so that's part two of Sound of Freedom. And coming up, uh, coming up in our next episode, folks, is Albanian crime gangs. Uh-oh. Who are they? And where are they from? Don't know. Well, turns out they're, they're, they're from Albania, and they are actually Albanians. Oh. Um, but we're going to have a bit of a look at them uh, and uh, just what they're getting up to in Australia and why there are uh, a certain number of uh, – people who are not aligned with the Albanians and some of whom are, who are getting air-conditioned on our streets in Sydney in particular. And just as a caveat, um, this isn't because we brought up Taken, where the bad guys were uh, Albanians. This is something that Jack knows about separate from Taken. Yeah, he knows look, there's about some Aust- Australian Crime Commission documents that have been doing the rounds. Um, Australian Crime Commission is it really does operate in the shadows, doesn't share information with very much. Well, well certainly with media, it does share information with other law enforcement uh-huh. agencies in Australia. Um, but uh, they have released some, some documents to limited numbers of the media, including me. Ooh. And so we're going to have a look at uh, some of these individuals involved uh, in the Albanian crime gangs, what they get up to. It involves a lot of immigration rorts and rackets and a lot of drug trafficking and, as 
as uh, we sort of jokingly say, half jokingly say, the Albanians will kid you for practice. Yeah, and that's um, why I'm not super stoked about this, but I'm looking forward to the episode. Um, but this is why my house is covered in cameras. talking about Albanian crime gangs and not Albanian people uh, who come basically from Europe's poorest country um, and uh, have, have uh, transitioned very poorly out of Hox's um, almost North Korean-style um, Stalinism. Um, their only friend in the world for, for many, many years was Mao's China, uh, and then they transitioned, as did Russia, into a, into capitalism with an enormous amount of, uh, of of graft and corruption. Yeah, going yeah, on. That, that makes a lot of sense. <clears throat> so, so that's the basis. That'll of it. keep it's you not poor. an ethnic thing. No, but um, but uh, we will be talking about Albanian crime gangs in our next episode. Looking forward Listeners. to it. And we've got a few bonus episodes coming up as well, but I'm not going to name them just in case they don't happen, but good things are happening. We're, get, we're going to catch You're up right. on last time. Now, you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. Jack can found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with AK. I don't use Twitter anymore, but just add me anyway. Fuck it, why not? Set up a Facebook page, which you can find fairly easily. And if you enjoyed the episode, please share it on social media. But yeah, like share the episode because, it, it, you know, get the numbers bumping up. Um, it would be good if we could take this to the next level. Um, you know, we'll get another sponsor. It'd be like indeed, Kmart indeed, or something. Indeed. It'd be great. We have a Patreon to help keep this sustainable. It's bloody time-consuming, and we still have to pay the rent. Help keep the lights on. Yeah, fuck. If you could make this my career, it would be a fucking dream. For as little as $5 a month, you'll have access to all sorts of bonus content, including a weekly premium episode. And we do try and make it worth your while because, I mean, quid pro quo, man. You know, there's got to be a bargain in it. Yeah, we're going to do a premium tomorrow. I actually really look forward to them because we can be a bit fast and loose. Yeah, we can just we talk We don't have to shit. worry too much about the lawyers and what have you. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, these things are joyous. I do actually really look forward to that time of the week when we do our premium episodes. Yeah, and I'd like to think that our premium episodes are well worth your time, yeah. put it that way, listeners. Yeah. And finally, all feedback, tips and death threats should be sent to the Condition Release Program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us you're sending us to a nice family in Utah. Yep. Ooh, yep. I've got lots of brothers and sisters all of a sudden. Oh, cool. I'm in a family of 90. This is... <laughs> Hey, Dad. Sorry, who are you? I'm Jimmy. Um, I used to be called you're, Pablo, but you I, changed I, my name. Yeah, and uh, you, I'm the one who lives out in the yard in the tent. Yeah. Uh, what chores do you have for me today? Because I don't want to get beaten later for not doing them because you haven't told me them. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. You've got to clean the fucking horse's hooves. Anyway, <laughs> they're so fucking yeah. evil. Ah, I hate this episode. All right. Thanks, listeners. I'll see you later. All right. Yeah, we'll be back with you with Albanian crime games. Yeah, it's see a cheery folks. fucking month. See ya. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me. You guys are bastards.